Welcome, everybody. It is me. It is the Cyber Warrior. This is Cyber Warrior Studios, and I know what you're here for. You're here for Security Happy Hour, episode 100. That's right. We made it. 100 episodes. And look, we're going to get into it in a brief second. I just need you to hang on for, I don't know, say like 10 seconds, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And look, uh, uh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. With me today, because Eric is otherwise indisposed, he's got some things going on. Uh, I have a surprise co-host. That is the one, the only makeshift. What's and up? it is amazing to have him here. And as I said, this is episode 100, so we have a lot of big things planned. I have right now backstage one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. And oh my goodness. So the first thing I'm gonna do though is I'm gonna bring on all these mentees. I'm not go I'm not starting with you mentors. All right. You 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 folks can hang out backstage for a little bit. The mentees are gonna come on because that's who the stars the, the, they're the stars of the show. So they're gonna steal the show. So first and foremost, let's bring them on. With us today, and I, I believe I have like one or two more joining us sometime within these two hours. But as of right now, I have with me Liana McCree, Katora Williams, Celeste Ramirez, and Sarah Melville. All, you know, I just realized it's all women. Where's my brothers at? God. You're a little outnumbered. Oh. <laughs> it's usually. But no, this is amazing. <laughs> and and I and I love it. So first and foremost, I want to ask Liana, what caught your interest like in coming on this show? Was it just Dr. Reg hanging out with you and being your mentor? What what was it? No, it's a little bit of everything, to be completely honest. You know, I appreciate the fact that this is a mentee run show with the mentees chilling in the background, but like I said before in my last talk at DEF CON, it's all about community. And what better way to spend my Friday night than to hang with y'all and talk about our mentors and get it, get it for the folks that's behind us and the folks in front of us. I'm right, baby. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Katora, you're next. Um, sort of like what Liana said, you know, um, I'm just out here to try and build community, get to know folks in the space. I'm new to the tech space. So um, this is a really exciting opportunity to kind of hear what other people are doing and like figure out where I belong and and what I can contribute. Definitely. Celeste. We hey, just round what's up, everybody? Um, yeah, <laughs> I just teamed up with Meryl actually recently, um, who's amazing. I followed her for a long time, um, but we recently like you know, partnered up with the mentor official, like <laughs> mentee stuff. And she's just been like the bomb. Like, it's just been wonderful. Like we have a great rapport. I think I've tried a mentor thing a couple of times with a couple of different people, but it hasn't, you know, exactly matched up until now. So I'm pretty excited about it. Not new to tech. I've been in the industry for a long time, but I am new to cyber and network security. So Hey guys. <laughs> All right. And finally, Sarah Melville. Hi. Um, so I'm, I have a weird journey into cyber. I was in fashion like design for many years 
And I had met Stacy towards the end of my fashion career. And um, she, you know, actually showed me that you don't have to have a tech background to get into cybersecurity. And so um, hence my journey into into this. Now I'm a junior penetration tester, essentially. And, um, you know, all thanks to Stacy. She's amazing. And her goal is always getting more women into cybersecurity. So it's, it's just an amazing goal. And um, her company is incredible. And um, yeah, so yay. Definitely. She has to do it. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm about to bring the mentors on because I've got Meryl screaming at me in the background. <laughs> but <laughs> I did want to say this. The whole premise of this show that I'm going forward with now and the reason why I brought you on first is because it's all about showing the shining stars, the new faces, the people trying to break in, trying to do big things and just haven't been heard yet. And I want everybody here right now, whether you're listening on podcasts, watching this on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, or whatever it is, these faces right here are the ones you need to know. You already know my mentors in the back. You know Mike Miller. You know Dr. Rez. You know Stacy Champagne and Meryl Vernon. These are the faces that you need to know. This is why it is important. So understand that. But now I am going to add in our favorite mentors, Mike Miller, Dr. Reg, Stacey Champagne, and Meryl Vernon. Wow, this is a big screen. I don't think I've ever had this many people on the screen at one time. I'm we lying. are Max. <laughs> Actually, this is. I've got two more coming eventually, so we'll see when they get here. They'll have to wait because they're late, too. <laughs> But it is great to have you all here. Now, I'm going to ask a different question. And this one first is going to go to Dr. Reg because we started with your mentees first. Now, I know you work for Temple Care. It has been something you've been very passionate about for a while. What, what was it about when I reached out to you that had you reach out to Liana and Katora? Yeah, that's a, you know, I I actually had to think really long and hard about who I wanted to bring on here, right? Because I do have a couple of other mentees that are both traditional, as I like to say, right, in the academic setting and also outside. And I have a couple of reasons um, that I uh, thought of Katora and Leanna first. One is, of course, Katora is on the market. No pressure, Katora. Right. You're on the market. She's on the market. This basically means like, get out. I love you, but get out. Right. Hire me. Uh, (laughs) Right. Like, love you. Got to go. Sorry. And I want to give, you know, uh, her an opportunity to shine exactly what you said. But Liana, you know, it's been a different kind of relationship. Right. Not the traditional. She's not in my classes. She's not at Temple. Um, but we've connected in so many different ways and I'm going to let her talk about this because I don't want to steal her thunder, but I've listened to both of these women's stories. I have seen their experiences. Um, and on, in some ways I can connect because I'm, I'm a woman of color, right? So I have some things, but there's certain other things that are unique to them that I will never know. Right. And so I thought long and hard, I'm like, it's time that we, shine a light on these two ladies, um, really get them out there and let the world know about their stories, their experiences. Because uh, as an educator, 
we don't talk about this enough, this mentor-mentee bond, um, and and why it's so important to support the next generation. Um, so I'm super excited. I'm actually honored. You know, congratulations on your 100th episode. Thank you for making us a part of this and for covering such an important topic. Uh, so that's that's why. That's awesome. And yes, this is a very important topic. And I've talked to Meryl, I've talked to Stacy and Mike and, and you and, and Dave and, and anybody who knows me, I've always preached mentors and finding that person that can guide you into the space. So for me, it was very important that for the 100th episode, that's what we did. We discussed the importance of this relationship and the why and how to get better at it. And so because it's two hours, so for whoever can stay on for as long as they can stay on, I'm going to be here two hours regardless. So because it's two hours, I'm hoping from, from those in chat and everything else that we get all these questions answered, whether it be from us, from the mentees, the mentors, whomever, ask, we're going to ask questions. And, and it's going to be a free conversation, but enough to keep the information flowing. Now, moving on, because Stacy, I think you were to... First or second person I reached out to, I was like, you know, I know she's just been on the show recently, but let's reach out to her because she's all about mentoring the women and trying to get them into the industry. I know Meryl is, too, because she has her Cyber Queens podcast, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but Stacy, with Hacker and Heels and with everything you're doing, Sarah was like almost immediate. Like it didn't take long for you to be like, you know, what? we're bringing Sarah on. So so what what sparked your interest in bringing Sarah on here? What made her that that? particular person i can't hear you oh no she can hear us <laughs> i'm telling you it's stream yard hey don't yell at stream maybe there yeah. we go <laughs> All right, I have to go with the AirPod setup tonight. Normally, I have this really fancy mic, but because my AC broke, I, it's like a wind tunnel in here because I have like fans going and a portable AC unit and stuff. Um, and I live in Arizona, so obviously everything's running at max capacity to try to keep me cool in here. Um, but anyways, so uh, Sarah was a very obvious choice um, because Sarah is our first Hacker and Hill success story. So Hacker and Heels is um, my organization where I help women launch and grow their six-figure cybersecurity careers. And I specifically really focus on women who are in other career fields that um, are complementary to uh, being able to thrive in cybersecurity. And honestly, that's like really any career field, right? Like pretty much every career that you could do has transferable skills into some sort of facet of cybersecurity. Um, so Sarah was part of our Changemakers program, the beta of it a couple of years ago. Um, Sarah went on to participate in our Security Plus study squad, and then she pursued um, a boot camp with uh, New York University, NYU. And upon completing that program, um, just I believe it was like literally a couple of weeks later, that's when she secured her first job in cybersecurity. So it was really like this awesome full circle moment. Um, you know, definitely for Sarah and for me and for Hacker and Heels to show that our programs and our approach and everything, um, they work. We've successfully, um, you know, worked Sarah into her first position. And we have quite a few more women participants in our programs that are also um, seeking out their first roles currently, too. 
So what you're saying is you brought her on so you can brag about Hacker and Heels. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know you're a great organization. You didn't have to tell us. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. And Sarah, we are definitely going to get more to that success story. We want to hear more about it. But we got to keep moving along. Meryl, you're up next. We're going to get to Mike last because his mentee had work. God. God, how dare you have work and actually work for a living? Um, yeah, so uh, I I actually just got back into the formal mentoring game. I'd kind of been doing the informal thing. And for those of you who don't know, formal and informal mentoring is very, very different. Formal mentoring is a big time commitment on both parties' uh, sides. And uh, it's kind of like a social contract sort of thing. Um, and, uh, I've always believed in mentorship, you know, mentorship and vet sec is one of the reasons I can attribute my success to today. So, um, I took on last week four new mentees, which is a little crazy of me, but, uh, it's, I've got a great group of ladies and I can't wait to help them get started. I thought of Celeste almost immediately because, um, Celeste is in such a unique position in her experience. She's one of those people who has, you know, a ton of network experience. Uh, networking and like the actual tech stack of things, but is looking to bridge into that cyber side. So I thought that would be a great journey. Um, she's going to start her upskilling and we're really starting her from kind of square zero. So uh, I'm just going to try and make her a little mini me. And then uh, my other mentee, uh, two, two out of the four, Krista, she might come on later. Um, she is at a point where she is just kind of being, uh, she's already her company's GRC SME and they're just not really treating her like she is. And I'm like, this is, bonkers that I, I know organizations who need your expertise and we're just here to help get awareness and help them build personal and social brands and get the awareness out there. And then like the more we provide the value, I believe the more the opportunities come and that's how I've made my success. So that's, that's why I thought of Celeste and, and uh, Krista. Definitely. Definitely. And, and Krista is in the background. She is backstage. I am going to be bringing her on. What I'm going to do is I'm gonna let Mike talk because he did have a mentee that was supposed to be here. I am going to kick him out for a little bit so he can go get some food or something um, because we are going to bring Krista on. Um, and I know Sorry, other Mike. people got to leave, so we will be bringing him back. But, Mike, you do so much, and you were just on the show recently. And Will Broom was, was who you were going to bring on. What about him um, that you want other people to know was the reason why you reached out to him? Yeah, no problem. First, thanks for having me on. And I love seeing all these faces here. This is fantastic. Um, Will just kind of came onto the scene here not too long ago. I got connected with him. He reached out to me uh, to mentor him. And uh, so we started working together a little bit. And he's just one of those guys that he really took. I, I mean, I, I preach, you know, branding yourself, you know, on LinkedIn to, you know, to try to be discovered and and, uh, you know, I always say LinkedIn is your word of mouth. You know, that word of mouth hasn't changed in 100 years. It's just the platform, you know, that, that we transmit that word of mouth on. And uh, Will has done a fantastic job. He, I think when I met him, he had maybe a thousand followers. And he's just like going, you know, his, his account's just skyrocketing right now. So I really just wanted to bring him on to talk about that. And I got a late message from him saying that, uh, you know, he had to work a late shift or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the, uh, the plus one tonight or the sidekick, <laughs> I guess. So. You are, you are going to be my sidekick. Cause like I said, I know yeah. some of these fantastic ladies are definitely going to have to leave. They already <laughs> told me, so we're going to keep it rolling no matter what, whoever Sounds can stay good. on the full two hours. I'm, I'm here for it. That's what I'm here for. But 
Um, I'm going to send you to the back, Mike, because I, I, I definitely want to hear more from you. But we no got to bring Chris on because Meryl invited a second mentee on, and I got to hear from Chris. So let's hear from her. See you guys. Krista, welcome to the show. <laughs> so, oh, for all those that are like in the chat, Dave, right next to me, makeshift, makeshift is my my special co-host because Eric is currently at a wedding. So you have to deal with him. Um, if you if you get smart, I'm gonna let him kick you in the mouth. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> but. I'm the least no. violent person out of anybody I know of. So actually, yeah, I'm like aggressive. Right. I like it. Yes. I, I feel like Meryl is more aggressive than you ever will. Choose violence every day. <laughs> Davin chose violence today, if anybody saw Twitter, just so you're aware. That man came out swinging. He did. He did. Um, but yeah, well, this is Krista. Krista, you missed intros for mentees, but tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience. Sure. Um, so I am already kind of working in the workspace. I work as an analyst right now, but as Meryl was saying, I'm kind of like the GRC SME in my department and our company really. Uh, and I guess for lack of better words of just wanting to grow myself professionally, I reached out to Meryl as part of the Cyber Queens podcast. I've been pretty actively listening to it. It's a, yeah, it's a great podcast. I really love it. Um, I'll just say I was the first one to promote the shit out of them. I will take credit for that one. All right. <laughs> you did have us on full credit where it's due. I appreciated that PR boost. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, actually, Krista. So I, I kind of messed this part up. I missed this because I also joined late. I'm a bad child. Uh, so Celeste actually reached out to me on LinkedIn, but Krista reached out to us to the Cyber Queens page on Instagram where actually we have, ironically, our biggest following. And uh, we hooked her up with one of the queens, me, uh, through LinkedIn. And she and I had a little uh, discovery chat. And uh, yeah, that's when we decided to give her a path and like, identify a strategy and start having her walk those steps. So Instagram works, apparently. Hey, everything works. Everything works. If, in case this is my podcast, honest, which makes me feel good. I'm one of the few people that's on every platform. Like in terms of cybersecurity, I am yeah. on every platform. Some people are only on Twitter, some only on LinkedIn, some on like IG. Very few people are on Facebook anymore, even though they own IG and they own WhatsApp. People still trust them. I don't know. I haven't figured it out. But still, I'm the one that's like, you know what? I'm everywhere. If you want to find me, you can find me. Be but everywhere. Krista, is, right? If is, is the GRC SME. What got you into GRC? Because now if you're the SME, meaning you've been doing it for a while, that means you reached out to Merrill a little bit late. You were already in your career. So what got you? Well, yeah. So really, I got into tech about seven years ago. But before that, I did uh, litigation analytics. Um, I did stuff in that realm. So sort of like the legal path was always something I was interested in. Um, I just got tired of being in the insurance environment and wanted to break into the tech world. So started down like the business analyst route. And then, you know, really from being from the Midwest, there wasn't this big community of sort of mentorship and understanding the various paths I could go down. And it felt very isolating at times. So I think that's why I was a little bit later in the game of reaching out to anybody like Meryl or the Cyber Queens podcast is saying like, I really don't know what the heck I'm doing. I, I kind of need help in this world. Like, I feel like I'm just not where I should be. 
Yeah, the the common thing that both Celeste and Krista, uh, the common factor for them was that they both reached out to me saying, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, you know, I have my resume, I demonstrate my skills, I apply to jobs, I don't know if it's my interviewing technique, I don't know if it's my approach, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And so it was the kind of thing where it was like, okay, you know, some mentees have to upskill, some mentees have to start from square one, some mentees are on square 10, and you can just help them with like the last stage, essentially, like the personal brand building and, and networking and things like that. So it does help that I have mentees in different stages. But um, the common thing was that it doesn't matter, like they were both stuck in that rut of cannot get the foot in, cannot make the next leap ahead. And so, you know, even though their journeys are different, and their next step is different, like they were both in the same rut, essentially. So it was easy to take them both on at the same time because they're in the same phase of uh, progression, career progression. I believe Stacy deals with that a lot. And so does Dr. Reg. I'm just saying, I think they, they are we all on the same page here in that like, <laughs> you know, it's just getting that foot in the door is the hardest part. Is that, is that what I'm, what I'm sensing? Okay, cool. So I bre- to make sure breaking into cyber is still such a big thing. Like, people still reach out to me about it, and I funnel them to people like Makeshift uh, now because uh, he broke in much more recently than me. And I've he and I have been friends since the beginning of his cyber journey. But like, I'm like, I did that three years ago now. Like, my my experience isn't really that relevant. Like, there are people doing it better and faster than even I did. So, um, it's important to know who your go tos are that you can like ask these questions and bring these things to. You know, I have Celeste and Krista who are uh, like me, mid-career progression. So it's just different, different mentees, different mentors, different stages, I feel like. But that, that first step is definitely the hardest. Yeah, definitely. I would say, too, that breaking into cyber is two parts. It's, you know, one part, the work, and the second part, the luck, right? There's, you know... You got to put in the work to break into cyber. Unfortunately, there's a lot of messaging and stuff out there where it's like, do this, you know, do this boot camp and in, you know, 90 days you'll break into cybersecurity and make six figures. And we all know here on that call that that's not realistic, but some people, some people are believing that, right? And they genuinely think that. And and, um, to kind of redeem from earlier, like Sarah's a great example. Sarah put in the work and sometimes the work will take multiple years um, and, and, and several different pieces that you got to put together to ultimately assemble the path that's going to um, that's going to work out for you. Right. But then there's also this other component where it's it's the luck. It's the timing. It's you might finish up one part of your journey at a time where honestly, like people just aren't hiring because of this, that or the other thing that has nothing to do with your skills and your abilities and everything just to do with these external factors. Right. And so. Um, you know, people end up getting caught up in that moment and thinking like, is it me? Do I need to earn another cert? Do I need to like do something different? And, you know, to a point, sometimes it is good to do a little trial and error and brush up your resume and, and maybe see where you can expand your skills. And then, you know, there reaches a point though, too, where it's like, don't worry about it. Like, just like focus on playing the numbers game submitting those applications and ultimately doing stuff like this because the applications at the end of the day are typically, I mean, I would say still true today for me, haven't been the thing that have gotten me the job. It's been these forms. It's been reaching out to people directly that have got, you know, aside from my first position, the other, you know, now going on, I think four at this point, the three out of the four have been from connecting with people in these sorts of environments. And so it's, it's, 
it's more beneficial to spend your time doing that and talking with people than worrying about getting another cert, worrying about um, doing another school program or something like that. But I will say, I, I, I agree with the, um, with the core message, but I, I hate relying on the word luck because that implies that like pretty much all of your success is not in your hands. And I think it's based on what you said after that, like you can determine your own success. You can engineer it for yourself. Like, and, but a part of that is doing the work and being prepared when those opportunities come along. Like I didn't start preparing for a red team position at zoom when the opportunity was available. I was already well-equipped when that opportunity showed up. So like you don't start preparation the second you ident the second the thing that you want shows up. You need to be ready well ahead of time so that you're engineering that luck for yourself. And it's not like it's it's not a total crapshoot and it's not a blank throwing an application to a, an abyss type of type of numbers game. I agree. I mean, yes. I threw my application into the abyss for sure, but <laughs> I too. was prepared with the materials. I was prepared to go on interviews. I was I was back and forth with my career coach and Stacy and, you know, some other women in the hacker and heels community and really just, you know, being like, I, I really couldn't believe that it just happened. It's not just luck, but timing as well. So it's just luck that I came across that position at the time that they really needed someone and I really needed something. So I, I want to kind of say something a little bit different because I had the totally different career path into cyber than everyone else because I'm a researcher, right? I'm a social scientist. So my issue is like whenever you see these positions that are out there, everything is a computer science degree and a whole bunch of certs. But I'm a social scientist and a lot of the things we're asking for or like, you know, tech jobs are asking for, I can do. Um, on top of, I study the human side, right? I'm the, I study all the recon work. So everyone's talking about stopping cyber threats and, and like pen testing and everything when people are in there, but I'm the one who can tell you how to stop them from even gathering the intel to plan how they're going to get in there. Um, but there's not a lot of attention placed on that everything is a computer science degree and a whole bunch of certs. So you're so like the feel in and of itself is isolating a whole demographic of people that they really, really need to bring in um, by not really opening up the door to a whole bunch of different perspectives. It's very closed minded mentality that they have there. Mm -hmm. Louder. This, yes. this, is, this, is, this is why I wanted Katora on here. And Leanna, I'm going to ask you to unmute your mic and say, what, I'm not oh, saying anything no. today. This is your moment. Oh, no. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Well, you know, <laughs> just to jump off of what Katora said, you know, it's taken me 10 years to get to this point. And honestly and truly, there's so many different ways and directions and paths that you can go. And I'm just honored and privileged to know that I found the right mentor. But like Stacey and Meryl were saying earlier, you don't prepare at that, at that exact moment when you need a mentor. You start doing the prep from now. The moment you know that you want to come into cybersecurity, you need to start thinking to yourself, what kind of mentor do I want? And that's what I basically did. It took me 10 years, like I said, to get to this point. And it's nothing to play with. You know, I take a different path other than Katora and a lot of you guys here because I've been teaching for 14 years of my life. And when I think about Dr. Reggae and how the fact that we became mentor and mentee, the fact that we both have a passion for teaching, it really inspired me to go back and think about what I wanted to do and think about the foundational skills more than anything else, because we get to this whole point and we think cybersecurity and we're like, we're stopping threats and this is how you stop this. But nine times out of 10, I'm going to be real with y'all. A lot of people that come into this industry are fascinated with it, but they're not prepared. And 
I just wish that more people would take the time out to actually prepare and plan for their future. And before you can even get a mentor, you got to know yourself. You got to explore. So many people sit down and say, I want to go this exact way. I spent an entire year after DEF CON just exploring, 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 exploring. And I have a different perspective than other people because, you know, my mentor is in academia. But at the end of the day for myself, all I want to do is teach people. So I realized that I wanted to go back and grab all of those people that are learning and shake them and say, hey, hey. You know, before you start getting your head into this and saying, I want to go make all of this money, let's take it back a step and actually build some foundational skills and bring you to the beginning. And Hold up, hold up. I got to stop you. I got to stop you. <laughs> I have to. You touched on a nerve of mine that is very valid, and we see the same damn meme and post all the time. I want to get me. In- hitting whatever you know i want to get into cybersecurity instead of hitting this foundation and this foundation it goes into i want to be a hacker what the do you even know a do you know what a hacker is b are you prepared to write all the damn reports because there's a ton of reports (laughs) i tell people as a hacker i spend maybe 20 percent of my time actually doing exploit and post exploit things and most of the time logging screenshots logging time scribing myself writing the test plan defending the test plan writing the findings defending the findings giving the technical and the executive brief on the findings like it is so little actual hacking i'm like an academic right now i don't get any time to do research i'm doing admin work half the time yeah well and i'll even jump in and say even from a blue team side of things like it's not you know trying to hurry up and defend and you know like it's not super flashy or anything you know like a lot of my time is spent even just researching stuff you know how can i take these processes that the company has already and how can i make them better you know or how can i start start implementing other things like i mean hell even just past couple weeks really i've spent time learning how email works because like i mean obviously you know Oh, I send my email out to someone, but like getting into the nitty gritty as far as like what actually happens on like an internal side was was massive. So I was like, yeah, you know, it, it's not just the the super fun stuff. You have to be kind of somewhat interested in and understand, you know, on how to deal with some of the more boring stuff. It's not always sexy like my beard. Sometimes, you know, it's it's got to get out. Yeah, but bringing, <laughs> bringing that full circle to mentorship, though, like. One thing I will say is when I was like breaking in and that was my brand and my platform, a lot of people just, yeah, I want to be in cyber. What's that like? Like what's being in cyber like? Like just help me get in. Where do I start? And I'm like, well, where do you want to go? Like I can't tell you what to do unless you tell me where you want to go. And like all the people who reached out to me that I took on last week gave me a targeted question. I'm in a rut for this reason. I've tried these things. This is where I need to leverage your experience to help me further myself. It wasn't tell me what I should do and then tell me how to do it. They actually did some of the work themselves and came to me with an actionable problem that I could actually present a solution for and they could implement it. So That's a great point, Meryl. And yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people who, you know, are drawn to the industry for one reason or another that become frustrated, um, you know, they, they, they don't have a particular vision at all they're like i want to go into cyber security well what is that like a lot of people ask me it's like well what do you want to do like well what do i need to learn i'm like well what do you want to do you know it's like i think it's really crucial a lot of people out there have no idea what what they even want to focus in on and that's definitely a step one for sure like no matter where you're at in your career 
what industry you're coming from, I think it's crucial to have a vision of what it is that you want to do and loosely like how you want to do that. Like, and I think the mentor like mentee relationship is, has been great for me in this circumstance because I, I'm, I'm aware I had a lot of blind spots, but I didn't know how to even identify those. And Meryl has really helped me to, you know, ferret those out and see what, where I'm going wrong and stuff and help me start making progress again. So it's been great for me in that way. Well, I think if I, you're at the place where you haven't yet been able to identify where in cyber you need to go, that's kind of where Hacker and Heels Changemakers program comes in. Because it's not like a specific one-on-one mentee situation, but it's showing you where you might have more skills and where you might have more proclivity to like actually want to zone in on so that then when you do contact someone to mentor you, then at least you know kind of the general vicinity where you want to go. So it's definitely... It's helped me for sure. Cause I was like, what even in cyber would I even want to do? Like, I don't even know. I'm a fashion designer. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> so yeah. it was definitely helpful to help me like zone in and be like, yeah, you know what? I, I just, I really want to, um, you know, find weaknesses and, you know, come up with a plan to plug them. So yeah. <laughs> well, and I think too, you know, and at least this is kind of my viewpoint on it is it's almost like a level of initiation. Like when we tell somebody that they come to you and they're like, oh, I just want to do I want to do cybersecurity. Like, what do I do? And they like they they're looking for you to give them the answers. And it's like a lot of the stuff, whether you're blue, purple, red coding, whatever, like you have to do the research on your own. So when we tell you like, we kind of want you to do a little bit of Googling and a little bit of research to really, you know, get your question more granular when you come in. It's like, we're, we're kind of preparing you for what you're going to be doing later on down the line. Like if I ran to my boss, every time I didn't know something and questioned him, I probably wouldn't be in this, in this industry because he'd be like, dude, you go Google it. You have, you know, go try to figure this out. Go, you know, look at Microsoft white papers or whatever, like try to figure this out and then maybe come to me and have a more detailed, you know, question that's really going to, you know, just be real, real detailed. So, yeah, so I'm going to stop everybody. And I know Liana has a beer and I don't know who else has a drink with them, whether it's water or whatever else. I don't care. Um, it's my 100th episode. So Cheers, Skull, Salute. Salute, my friend. Cheers. And Meryl ran away with to go get a drink. <laughs> it's been great. It's been great. That's what I was about to do. <laughs> I broke out the broken skull for this one. So, you know, I love y'all. But Liana and Katora, I do want to hear more from you. And I want to hear more from Celeste. Actually, Krista, as well, you haven't talked much. I got to hear from all of you. Because here's the thing, I brought the mentors on for advice because these ladies and Mike in the back and Kev Tech in the back as well. Yes, Kev Tech IT support is here. Don't hate. He'll be on later. I'm here for two hours. They got their time. They will get it. But what I got to hear from all of you ladies on the importance of this mentorship and and kind of why you, you chose these mentors and really why you chose cybersecurity because there's... There is a lot. It's cybersecurity is a broad, broad platform. We've got GRC, red team, blue team, green team, you name it. There's so much you can do. Marketing, sales, it, it goes on and on. 
Network so security. What don't really forget. brought you here and why you chose your mentor? Um, Let's I'll start with um, Krista first because she's the newest one here. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep. Yes. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I'm very mousy and I'm very, very shy. So this is incredibly uncomfortable for me. I'm so proud of you. Just <laughs> you got this. I'm so I'm sweating over here very much. Um, so I had I'm in my mid 30s. So when I started my first education, I had a very um probably familiar experience that most of the ladies here have had of being like, oh, you should be um, a secretary, a nurse, or a court reporter because I was really good at typing. I had excellent typing skills. And so I never really went down that path because it was so off-putting at that point. And it wasn't until I was in a group discussion about tech and people were telling me, you just wouldn't get it. You don't get it. And that's what made me say, I'm going to work so hard to do this and went back and got my CS degree started getting into like database management, relational databases, doing querying, ETL. Um, and then I was like, well, what's next? And then I got into privacy sector and I really love it. I enjoy doing it. But again, it's one of those things, there's not much of a community for it, at least from my experience. Whenever you tell people, oh, I want to do GRC or data compliance, data privacy, they're like, what does that mean? What are you doing? Like, why do we need that? And it's a really interesting topic to discuss and sometimes it just goes over people's head and they don't want to hear it yeah grc is rough I, I look i'll be the first one to admit i work as a consultant and i have grc staff like i, I talk to them on a regular basis and i sometimes go you really need to like break this down for me barney style because i'm i'm getting a little lost right now but i i grc is rough and the fact that you're in it and you're the SME gives me so much respect for you because the number of policies and, and regulations and things like that that are out there, whether it's NIST or PCI or CMMC or whatever it is, mm -hmm. those are words that like I look through and I'm like, just give me the technical details. What do I got to tell a company to implement? The what do I need to tell them to fix? Like, that's where I'm at with it. But that's awesome. And so, and so, with that, with Meryl, she brought you on late. She didn't even even have you on the invite. God, Meryl. I did. I did. She told Liar. me about this like two days ago. So in her defense, <laughs> I was aware. It was just two days ago. Technical. She's known for over a week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I could get to. Okay. So what? What? What made you reach out to Meryl? Uh. Well, Cyber Queens, they directed me towards Meryl saying, you know, she would definitely be the best resource for this. And I will say, it's kind of like the yin to my yang in terms of marketing myself. Um, my LinkedIn presence was very minimal. I was always kind of the person that said, you know, I don't really utilize LinkedIn. I'll just blind apply everywhere. I'm just going to send out this resume, you know, a hundred times. <laughs> I've done that when I first got out of the army. I did that. Yeah. I did that. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> and Meryl like virtually, you know, slapped me. She's like, no, we're not doing this. She's like, you need to really be proactive and advocate for yourself. And I would, I would say that's probably the thing that I lacked the most was being able to market and really advocate for myself. Like I said, I'm very kind of mousy and shy where I'll just kind of be like, okay, I'll do that. That's nice. I can do this. And she's like, no, she's like, yell, tell people like what you want you know, put it in writing. What are you going to do? Like, what do you like to talk about? What makes you passionate about GRC and privacy? So it's 
developing those skills that she's really helped me accomplish. And we're going towards that path of being a better self-marketer. Yeah, definitely. So let's go to Sarah, because she's another one that seems more on the quiet side. Like she doesn't want to talk at all. God, man, always with the microphone muted. Jeez. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you could hear my clicks or what, but anyway. <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so for you, you know, what got you into cyber initially coming from fashion? Because, you know, you said you're in fashion doing all this great things. But then you decided to move into cyber. So what caused that move? And then why go to Hacker and Heels and Stacy specifically as a mentor? Okay. So I did not say I was doing great things in fashion, first of all. Um, fashion is horrible. And I wanted to get out of fashion like as soon as humanly possible. Um, and like I said, I had actually met Stacy at a social event um, towards the end of my fashion career. And there's there's a little bit of luck because we literally like just happened to attend the same random event in New York City. There are millions of people in New York City that I could have met besides Stacy, but I met Stacy. <laughs> so um, meant to be, or as some of my people say, Beshert. Um, So I wanted to get out of my fashion career and I wanted to get into tech. Obviously, it's a more booming industry. And um, basically, I went into, I was sort of gaslit by a male admissions officer. Unfortunately, I wanted to get into coding and he kind of talked me into going into UX UI design. Um, I shouldn't have listened, but I did. I just thought it would be an easier transition, but I just kept getting overlooked by everybody um, after finishing a different boot camp and applying for jobs for over two years. Um, I mean, COVID also bottomed out the job market. So that did not help at all in my career transition. It was terrible timing. Um, but during this time period, Stacy was doing some beta runs of hacker and heels programs that she was working on. And so I, you know, did them with her because I was like, I'm unemployed. I got nothing to lose here. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's cybersecurity. Maybe it is. And again, as I took the change makers program, I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, this is cool. This is really interesting. I've always been into teaching myself how to do things. And I've always been into tech and, and, you know, I mean, I always hearken to back in back in the day, I'm going to age myself here a little bit on my MySpace page. I HTML coded different songs to play in different parts of the page. And I had, you know, different fonts and colors and uh, backgrounds, pic pictures and all, all the fun stuff all over the place. Um, man, MySpace, that was a while ago. And um, MySpace yeah. was awesome. Hey, hey. Don't yeah, no, it was. It was amazing. It just has not been around for quite a while in the same capacity as it was back when it was awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> first coding experience. Yes, yeah. And then I started. I, 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 I missed MySpace for that reason. Not to say, like, not not to cut you off, Sarah, but I missed yeah. MySpace for that reason. The coding. That it got people into coding. Yeah. Yes. Got people into HTML and coding. Website exactly. design is probably one of the hardest things to do these days because of all the active languages that go into it. But back then, dude, you could learn HTML just be, be just by saying, you know what? I want to fund MySpace page. Let's build all this into it. 
And Google wasn't as big of a thing. So you had to like work that much harder to get the information and also dial up internet and everything was so slow. I mean, (laughs) let's call it what it is. (laughs) So, you know, it, it took a, you had to work really hard to get that information on how to, how to code your MySpace page. Um, And then in my business classes, uh, I have, I have a business degree um, and in my business classes, for some reason, we had to build our own HTML web pages in a couple of different ones. So I built some of those and I just always really enjoyed it. And then I went into fashion design and, you know, it just was that. But again, thankless career, terrible career. Don't do it. No one going to fashion design. It's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it just I'm very creative and it just kind of showed me that there's a lot of creativity within cybersecurity and there's room for making your own way how to do something, even with which scans you choose to run and how you choose to run them, which ports you limit things to when you're searching and, um, you know, trying to figure out what's open and what's closed. And, you know, it's, there's creativity everywhere. So um, it's nice to be able to use that, but yeah, there's a lot of report writing. You're not wrong about that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Now, before and this is by raise of hands, all right, or you know, you can do one of these or one of these or whatever. Who here has struck or is currently looking for a job in cybersecurity? We got one, we got two, all right, and three. And, and the other two already have their original jobs or, or they just getting into work. So that's awesome. The fact that Liana. And Sarah both already have started. Krista is in GRC SME, which I consider cybersecurity. Krista, I'm not gonna lie, you're that is a tough fucking field to be in. I I know people, and it, it's I I can't do what you do. I try, I can't do it. You could. You <laughs> see, I told you, technicians need you. I told you, I told you. I need GRC. Without GRC, I can't do my damn job. <laughs> So, so I had to ask that, and that's for anybody watching this, anybody in the chat, anybody listening on podcast, you need to look up Katora Williams, Celeste Ramirez, and Krista Welk, or Week? Wike. Wike? You were so okay. close. I, W-E-I-K. I, was, I got it on that last try. <laughs> so you need to look up these three women, and actually look up Sarah Melville and Leanna McCree also, because if you can offer them more money or a better job, please do so. But the idea being you need to find these people on LinkedIn and any other social media platform they're on because they are worth listening to and they are worth having on your team. Mm-hmm. This is why I have started bringing new people onto this show because I want the CISOs, the security directors, the hiring managers, and everybody else to find you. Dr. Reg already works for Temple. Meryl is on her like fourth job. She could do whatever the hell she wants. Everybody knows she's the cyber queen. Stacy owns her own company and has been doing great things for, for everybody. I got Mike Miller in KevTech IT support in the back right now that, that have been doing amazing things. But these women right here, these mentees, are what it's all about. So I want to make that known. Leanna McCree, Katora Williams, Celeste Ramirez, Krista Wyke. I probably butchered it again. Somebody on YouTube, just look at her damn name. You can find it because she's new. I did not prepare myself. And Sarah Melville. And in case you missed it, these are in the realms of CTI and investigation work, 
network security, proactive uh, network security and cloud next gen security, and then GRC and privacy work, which you all know you suck at. So. <laughs> and I and I want to add something here real quick as somebody that can. Uh, so I got my first like start and started going down the path of getting not only specialized opportunities to learn more, but also gaining, you know, like other mentors, other people that want to help you and out, out and everything from being on cyber warrior show like fucking a year ago. So where you guys are at right now being on, you know, whether this is your first podcast or not being on this show does actually help you. Like, I, and I am a perfect example of that. So I just kind of wanted to give that little, that little booster out there, you know, being on here, this is, this is a step of many. So can I just add on to what Meryl said that um, I also do um, threat intelligence, adversarial decision-making surveillance and privacy research, social engineering and education and awareness. So whole lot of different skill sets. Shit, if I get an FTE on my purple team, I might hire you. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) What don't you do? I need that. (laughs) See, that's that's the beauty of being a researcher, right? Like, not to toot the horn of the research, right? But we have a whole lot of transferable skills. Mm -hmm. You can drop me in a whole bunch of different places, and I function very, very well. Um, I can do your R&D. I can do your privacy stuff. I can be on your threat intelligence team. I'm, I'm looking at adversaries. I'm looking at, you know, um, intrusion chains, all kinds of stuff. And I'm perfectly fine talking about all of that and just floating through without like a lot of hold, hand holding because I'm transferable. Plus, I have a huge background in psychology. So I'm very uh, it's very easy for me to analyze folks and, and do social engineering stuff. Hey, um, Katora, how do you? Bro, you're my new favorite person. I'm going to be <laughs> you, uh, a lot more often um, because I love like the psychological aspect of things. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you have that degree and do all the social engineering and do all the research. Look, Stacy already put some stuff in chat. I'm just I'm gonna let her say that, but I will say, should anything fall through, I'm I'm gonna be calling you eventually. Once yes, I call me, call me. I'm available. <laughs> See, you need to hire these women and pay them well, or they will leave for people who will. But Katara, if you see something that requires a CS degree or some other formal education or certification, just oh, apply for anyway. it anyway. Justify yeah. anyway. Yeah. I let them tell me no. Because usually once I get in the room with you, I can talk you into what I need. Exactly. If we're a person, person, you're already screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, the biggest barrier is getting in the room. But once I'm in there, I, I can I can talk you into what I need you to do. I have the same I you, situation. Yes. I love, <laughs> I love just, can I jump in on the track? Because I just want to say, yes, nobody is hiring me because I decided to take the non-traditional route. And instead of going back into the workforce, I decided to take a step back and try to educate the people that are behind me so that all of us together can go forward and have a level of foundation. Listen, if you haven't heard, I got a survey that's out. I want to talk to some of the people that failed Security Plus. 
I want to talk to people and I'm working with people who fail because you know what? I just want to stop and put a uh, on the track for a second. And let's just put a one time for all the people in cybersecurity who thought that they failed, who thought that this industry wasn't for them and that have found their way in cybersecurity. Listen, one time for y'all indeed, because I have been there. Cheers. I failed the shit and out of my here. security plus and my CEO. Let me, let me tell you, for all you for all the ladies on screen for for makeshift mike miller and kev taking it back let me just say this and i did put it out on a different show we're not going to get into which one because kev will make me drink if i say it but on a different show i failed my ccna three times before i passed it the fourth time oh my god me too (laughs) and passed it the second time I failed my uh, MCSE for Windows Enterprise Server Enters. Microsoft Server 08 Enterprise Certification twice and never retook it. That is the only actual certification that I failed and never attempted to pass again. Mm-hmm. The only one. I failed Sec Plus the first time and I failed my CEH twice before I passed it. I know Security Plus twice, and ooh, if y'all could have been a fly on the wall to see them boo tears that I did. I took the test the day before my birthday. Look, happy birthday oh. to me. No. First attempt in learning. That is all fail means. So, for anybody out there that is trying to break in, realize that you can do it. These ladies are a testament to that. Every single one of them on screen. Makeshift is a testament to that. Mike Miller, who is back there, is a testament to that. Everybody who got in, got in through hard work, not through sitting there and blaming others, but by actually putting forth the effort, getting the education, whether it's free or paid for, any education is education. You just need to know how to apply it. And -hmm. these ladies are a testament to that. Well, after failing Security Plus twice, but not being that far off, I was like, I think I've reached a cap of what I could teach myself. So that's when mm-hmm. I went to NYU's boot camp and um, decided to get those foundations, <laughs> as Leona was talking about. <laughs> I had a mentee two years ago who failed it three times. And, like, she was passing all of her practice tests. And she'd sit for the exam. Anxiety overcame her. Cannot pass the test for her life. And I was like, forget this, sir. Can you apply the knowledge? Can you explain how to build a cybersecurity program and cybersecurity concepts behind it and where the controls come from and why we have them? Then fuck this cert. We're going to rely on your experience. That's what we're going to go with. And now she has a job. Yes. The search is set up to make you look stupid, and I don't like it. Let me tell y'all real quick about that. I just want to get real close. If you see my eyeballs up in here, yeah, yeah. If you're brand new to cybersecurity, yeah, remember this space. Listen, just because you don't pass the test doesn't mean that you don't know. The test can only tell you so much. And remember, in real life, you will be able to count on your teammates and your boss. These PBQs ain't shit. And yes, and Stack Overflow. everything. Thank you. No, 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 no,
there is cert reality and there is real reality. And no exactly. matter where you are, no matter what background you have, no matter what industry you come from, when you have the right mentor to guide you along the way, do you know how much money you will save? Because baby, I'm broke. Okay. Yeah. Do you know how much money Dr. Reggae has saved me? Lord Jesus, don't get me started. Thank God for having <laughs> a wonderful, Look. amazing mentor. Golly, I'll drink to that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Look, and as so, someone so. who is neurodivergent, these certs might never work for me. They might always be difficult for me to actually succeed at, but it's not really failing. It's just they don't work for me. And, and like, because I'm succeeding by being in this profession. And, and I just want to add to real quick. Oh. Hold on, before you add to, I'm going to remove myself. And because he has not been on yet, I'm going to allow KevTech to come on. And then eventually, I'm gonna kick Dave out or makeshift, and we're gonna bring Mike Miller back on. And I'm gonna just let y'all go at it because y'all seem to have all the words. So give me a, I'm gonna remove myself and let Kev Tech come on, and y'all can have fun with the show for a little bit. I'll, I'll be right back though. Oh my God, we're in the driver's seat. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the dumbest thing he's ever done. What are you guys doing? Meryl, oh my god <laughs> um so so what i was going to add a, a moment ago is just and some of you all touched upon it was just this idea that there are other things that you can do to demonstrate your ability and your expertise beyond a cert um mm -hmm. you know some of the things that i coach on are um you know starting up your own blog and just writing about your security journey as you're learning things like Pick a topic that you learned that week and do a little post about it, explaining what you understand of it, how you would see it applied in a workplace, stuff like that. Um, you know, you could put together videos. You could also just like the easiest thing to do is to share other people's content or share like news content and talk about how how you understand it why you might agree with the person's position, why you may disagree with the person's position. All these kinds of things provide evidence to hiring managers like me, like others on the call, um, that, you know, we can look over the cert because we can see that you clearly understand, demonstrate, can articulate that you understand all the competencies and all the things that we would need for you to be able to do and, and, and talk about if you were hired into the role. So... Um, definitely consider those other avenues as well. Don't just focus on purely trying to stack up the certs because honestly, like to a degree, certs start to become a turnoff. If I see you just stacking up certs, I'm like, what work are you doing? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, all it could prove at the end of the day is that you're a good test taker. <clears throat> well, and that's I, something there, Oh, go Sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I would say there are points where I've literally told them, like, we already know you can do this job. We are just getting the cert as a reinforcing marker to get you in that room with that person, like Katora was saying. So, like, we already know you have the knowledge. I'm not worried about you owning the knowledge and being accountable for the responsibilities that we're demonstrating as you being able to achieve. What I'm worried about is let's mem let's take let's let's study the test. Let's take the test, get the test done, get that cert achieved, get you in the room, get you past HR, and let you shine. Sometimes right. that's the route we have to take. But sometimes also, like I said, we say fuck the cert and we demonstrate your knowledge and we get you a job based on the skills that you can demonstrate. And how you do that is you use your platform. No one's going to give you a platform. This is very rare. But you have to take your own platform, which is your own LinkedIn, and demonstrate those skills yourself. I didn't get a single job that I have in cyber, not even my first one, by applying. I got those by demonstrating what I know on social media 
and having those things come to me. So this is what, I mean, my methodology is, I think it could work for everybody, but it's not for everyone. So this is what me and my mentees do, but like, you'll find what works for you, but I, I can't advocate for it enough. It's the most intelligent way to go work smarter, not harder. Yeah. That's actually something that I've, you know, and for those of you that don't know, I also kind of helped create a discord server for teaching people called Republic of Hackers. That was the whole purpose behind it. It was to bring in people that either didn't know or people that were super skilled and blend them together so that, you know, the people that were super skilled can ha- can also help out the people that are, you know, maybe lacking in that area and want to learn. Um, I've, I've done videos and I think there's actually one right now out on uh, Eric's site on YouTube talking about networking. And one of the things I touch on is, you know, not only are you connecting with these people, but show on your, you know, and I know we talked a lot about LinkedIn. I'm, I'm biased towards Twitter. That's where I got my stuff done. Um, but like, if you're working on like a try hack me site or whatever, or, a you know, a hack the box after you're done completing that room or that box, they usually say something like, Oh, Hey, congratulations. Share this on one of your profiles. Share it. That's like literally that was one of the things that I managed to get my first job in doing was that like the person that wanted to hire me looked at it and was like, I'm seeing that you're putting in the work, you know? So like when you get your, your following everything on your social medias and you're posting this, you're, you're letting everybody know. And if they have a job opening, they're going to be like, let's, let's get this person in here because they're showing the work. They're not just, they don't just have a resume decked out with a bunch of certs and everything. You can go to their profile and see the, you know, in the last three, four weeks that they've been, you know, killing off like 15 different boxes, you know? So it's like stuff like that is, is how you can show that you're doing the, the work on the back end. But don't, as, as someone who grows a team, don't just tell me your metric. Don't just tell me top 1% of try hack me. Like, what was that in? What boxes? What skills do you have? What did you come out of that with? Are you good at AD? Are you good at web app? Are you like the go-to SME and birth suite? Like, tell me how you're going to take that and translate it out of your lab environment where the vulnerabilities aren't built in for you and you're not pointed towards the flag. Tell me how you can replicate that in any network. Tell me how you can take, oh, one time we did this. I can download this, like manipulate the script do it in your environment and see if you're vulnerable to that same thing. See if I can achieve that same end result. That's something we can use. Don't just tell me you can pwn a, a gamified learning platform. By the way, I've never done a single try hack me box. Don't come at me in the comments, but I mean, I just want to know that those skills are translatable. I have taken boot camps where we do things in a CTF style in a lab environment, but then I took that and I applied it to my real job, to my real network. I'm going to be a little selfish and jump in here right now. Cause I know Katora has a jet at uh, 7.15, so I want to make sure she gets some airtime before she goes. Uh, I wanted to make sure she can talk about her skills. She is going on the market. So, Katora, I'm sorry. You're it. <laughs> you put me on the side. Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Like, I, I don't know. Give me a question. Like, this is this is a terrible... Why should we hire you? There you Why go. are Why you the best? Go. Um, so aside from me being just a really dope person, um, who you, who you would enjoy spending time with, um, I tell really good jokes. No, seriously. Um, like I said, I am, I have a psychology background. I am well-versed in human behavior and, um, I spend a lot of time around social engineers. 
So I learned a lot about the tricks and the trades of hacker behavior and like how to break into systems. Like so much of what you hear is about what to do once they get in there and no one ever talks about all of the recon and the steps beforehand. Hire me because you need to know about all the recon and the steps beforehand. I help you fortify your system. Okay. Everyone talks about it when they're in there, but I'm keeping them from even getting the, the research done. That's how um, outside yes. of that, if you need education, you need outreach. I've been a part of social engineering competitions as a judge and a creator, um, along with Dr. Legge. I've been on a ton of research grants. I've um helped put together um social engineering activities that have taken place on Temple University's uh, campus with Dr. Reggae. I've done the research on the background and looked at how effective they were, right? Um, right now, I'm studying lateral surveillance and why people just don't mind their business on social media. So you need a privacy analyst. You need somebody who could talk to you about that kind of stuff. Here I am. Um, I'm not a jack of all trades, but I am a jack of a couple of them. Um, and like I said, you can drop me in a whole bunch of different environments and I'll thrive. Intrusion chains, well-versed, adversarial decision-making. I do quant analysis, qualitative analysis. Um, but I'm like, I need to make it clear that I'm a social scientist that studies cyber. Um, and there needs to be a pathway for us to get in there. And it just doesn't exist yet. Um, so the field needs to kind of open itself up um, and hire me to be your intelligence um you know, threat and analyzer and then send me out to college campuses and I'll bring you a whole bunch of other people just like me. Stacy does. <laughs> Insider threat. <laughs> well, Stacy, let's talk. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, all Katora, these people what? are definitely going to have to compete with me. Um, I start my new role leading a team in about two weeks. I do Insider Threat. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a perfect, amazing fit, like just the right energy, just the right interests and skill sets and everything you would thrive on an insider threat team. And so many companies are realizing more and more that they need to be building out these teams and they need people who aren't of a traditional tech background to build out these teams because the people who are the insider threats are not necessarily the traditional um, right. background people, right? Within yeah. a company, I have to jet. I got to get off to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training. Um, it was so great to hang out with everybody. Sarah, you're going to crush it even without me here. Um, and uh, if you want to connect, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. And you can also find me through Hacker and Heels. Hacker and Heels is on Instagram. Also, just hackerandheels.com. Check it out. Consider joining our community. Appreciate it. Thank you. Stacey. Okay, Dad, literally. Again, Katora. Literally. Literally kick someone's ass. Please. I love you both. Thank Bye. you for joining us. Bye. I want to hear from some of the mentees. And this is a question I have as a mentor because we're constantly refining our approach, right? I kind of want you all to go around. What was one of the first things your mentor had you do or that you guys evaluated? Like what was one of the first things you guys discussed and like those actionable steps that you took in your mentee journey? Go. I'm just going to jump in on this because the very first thing that Dr. Reggae and I, yes, it's Reggae, not Reggie. Sorry, I just had to put some respect on Dr. Reggae's name. But the first thing that Dr. Reggae and I sat down and did is we got down together and thought about all of the transferable skills that I had in, and how I could bring that to cybersecurity. And the biggest skill that she identified was my passion to teach. No matter what I do, no matter what part of the industry I go to, she just immediately knew, you know, like I said before, I've been teaching for the past 14 years. She's like, you're just meant to teach. 
And seeing having somebody that actually was able to identify that in me gave me more of the confidence that I needed to take off and explore. Because I've been exploring several different things in cybersecurity, but the idea of actually being able to just educate on all the topics I like instead of just one blew my mind. Not only that, but the fact that we sat down and really thought about what I didn't want. I think the fact that we thought about and we talked about what I didn't want was more important than what I wanted because everybody knows what they think that they want until they hear it from someone who's walked that path before. But that's just me. No, it's not just you. It's definitely not. As we were going through the Changemakers program, this is, I mean, like I said, I think the Changemakers program was a really good step in to be able to see all the different aspects, and not even all, just touch on a few of the different aspects in cybersecurity. Um, I already knew right away, I did not want to be in governance and compliance. Like that's, it's just not for me. It's not my path. It's tough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I cannot. No. So I just knew that that wasn't for me. So it's easier to narrow things down than it is to try to say, I want to do this, 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 and this, you know, like it's, it's definitely easier to say what you definitely don't want. In my opinion. And see, that's the other thing. Cause when you have a mentor that has been in the industry and you've selected a mentor in a specific pathway that you've gone to, it really helps you to figure out what you don't want. I always tell people, you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, I want to make money in cyber. I want to make money in cyber. I thought I wanted to make money, you know, in cyber being an ethical hacker. And then I was like, yeah, nah, let's chill. I actually want to go back and help other people behind me and let's, you know, move them forward. I realized I have more value and more passion in that. So, you know, a lot of what we don't want that's what we need to be talking about, you know, not only with mentors, but mentees and mentors should be considering, you know, what the mentees don't want and the reasoning behind it. Because we always say that we want all these different things. But how many times has your mentor turned around and actually asked you why you feel the way that you do? Because Dr. Ray and I, you know, she's like a thorn in my side when she asks me why I want to do something or why I don't want to do it. And, you know, it's like playing devil's advocate, but that's the best thing that I could have ever asked for. Yeah, well, something amazing as well. And I'm sorry, I keep just touting the, the Changemakers program, but um, she has us do Enneagrams. And so then what she does is depending on what your Enneagram comes out as, which number you are, um, she kind of gives you like a few different like cybersecurity paths that might really work for your specific like personality traits. Um, so it's definitely really cool to see and like match up with different things that, and then of course you can make your own decision if you think it's a good match and you can research other areas that might be maybe similar, but not exactly what you were looking for or whatever the case is. But um, it's really cool to do something like that. I think, I think trying to figure it out based on your personality traits is it's like doing the Myers-Briggs essentially. It's just a little cumbersome. (laughs) I think, um, you know, in picking a mentor, I think it's super important to find somebody not who's going to kiss your butt. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you need, and, and I don't mean that somebody is going to make you feel like crap or anything, but you need somebody who's going to hold you accountable and be like, well, what about this? You know, or have other ideas, just different eyes on your situation that you weren't able to see. That's super important. And I saw, I think, a comment in the from a the audience or whatever, um, like, how do you know? if someone's your mentor, well, you would have that conversation. So there are a lot of people who advise you and things like that. And that's great. But unless you have that official conversation, you are my mentor, etc. 
that's not your mentor, just FYI. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. it, and, I, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pump the brakes on that one a little bit, Celeste, because there is, like Meryl said, there's this informal and formal mentors. So your True. informal mentors, you don't necessarily have that discussion. You just talk and people come to you and ask questions and you kind of mm-hmm. guide them through. And Mike Miller, who came back on, I brought him back in because I love him in tech IT support because, you know, he does amazing things. Not only is that, that's a lot of what we do is this informal mentorship of you can ask us questions. We're going to help you through, but it's not really this, hey, I'm going to meet with you every day at this time or, or every week at this time is just reach out if you ever need help. And, and Mike, you go first, and I'll throw it over to CapTech to talk on that concept just because I think that is something we talk about and that you don't have to have those formal mentor relationships. Yeah, you're exactly right. So, I mean, I, I work with people. It's it's all informal. I don't have, like, a, you know, a class designed or anything like that. And um, But I, I do hold people accountable, too, you know, because I, you know, the people who are mentoring, you know, we're giving away a lot of time, right? So, um, you know, the people that you're mentoring, they have to, at the same time, be a little bit accountable, right? So if I meet with someone and I'm going to meet with them next, you know, if I meet with someone this Friday and I have to meet with them next Friday, well, then I'll, I'll lay out, you know, a couple of goals for them to have done, you know, completed before I talk to them the following Friday. But it, it, it's all informal. Some people do it just through chat, Others are video, you know, it, it really just depends. But, and the thing is, everybody learns different too. I don't have one mentee that's the same. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own situation and everybody's story is completely different as well. So you have to be able to adjust. I work with extroverts, which is easy for me, you know, because that's what I am. And I also work with introverts that, you know, they have to use maybe a little bit, little bit different strategy. And the other thing I'll say, just talking about introverts for a second because I get tons of people that ask me, they say, well, I'm an introvert. How, you know, how can I get into this field or even use LinkedIn? And, you know, I, per- I mean, I'm an extrovert, but I personally think that introverts have an advantage in this field because the thing is I'm an extrovert. And so as you can tell right now, I like to talk. I don't show up sometimes, right? Introverts do a great job of listening or listening, analyzing, processing the information they have. And when they speak, you know, people listen. So, um, so I hate when I hear that, that, Introverts have a disadvantage because I disagree. I think that, uh, not, you know, maybe there's someone in this room, but I, I think it's, I think you guys can be crazy powerful. So, yeah, rock stars. Definitely. I'm an extroverted yeah. introvert, and people laugh at me when I say that because those that I know really well do not view me as an introvert at all. But yeah. the, those who don't know me that well probably realize I'm a little shy when it when I first start up. So, yeah. that's <laughs> well, you can be, done, and you, I'm okay. You can, you can be a gregarious introvert or you can be a more mild mannered extrovert. Like one is how you process information and interact with the world. And the other one is your demeanor. They are different. I'm actually an ambivert overall though. Cause uh, when I'm in certain social like situations, like large group gatherings and stuff, I need to like recharge. Like it takes me yeah. time to recharge. Like I, I don't even realize at the time how much I'm being drained until I like collapse in my bed and like don't get out for like two days. Yeah. <laughs> Kev Tech, you what's your take me? on the mentorship side of things? Cause you, between discord and I, all the things pointing out about you getting people jobs, I got to know. Cause we got Joe in the back who I'm assuming is your do, mentor. Do, do you guys hear your me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We oh, hear okay. You. All right, cool. All right, cool. 
Um, yeah, so I hope everyone's having a good a good evening, good Friday. I got my cerveza over here. Can't complain. Uh, yeah, so I am a so I have a YouTube channel called CapTech IT Support. I do like help desk IT support stuff, but I am also a trainer. So I do tech training, um, a lot of training. <laughs> so I do training with military veterans. I train them for free. Um, I do training in Australia. I train students in Australia. I, I think I helped over roughly 600 people, maybe more. But um, I do tech training. So I, go, I do tech training with each individual person. And I do it depending on how the person is because everyone is different. Not everyone's the same. And the reason I the reason I know this is because I learned that the hard way. I took a class in college. I failed my class because sometimes it's not a, a bad student but a bad teacher because you have to know how to teach. Everyone learns differently. I know some people are hands-on. Some people prefer labs. Some people prefer a combination of videos or something else. So usually with me, as someone reaches out to me and asks me for help, I'm going to give you homework to do. I like to give people homework. That's just how I am. I give you homework. I expect you to do research. I expect you to Google the answer. I expect you to find your own answer. I don't force you. I don't force I don't try to give you all the answers because I'm hurting you if I give you all the answers because I mean, you're not learning anything. That's just how I train people. Mm-hmm. So my way of training is completely different. Obviously, if I give you a bunch of hints and you don't know the answer, then I'm going to try to help you and give you the answer. But you got to at least try, right? I don't want someone that they give up so easily, right? They don't give up so easily. And that's also part of my Discord and, you, and YouTube. And, and in Discord, we have that. In Discord, uh, people give, uh, keep themselves accountable. People don't give up. Like, we, if, if you're a negative person, I'm going to ask you to leave my Discord because I want everyone that, that's on my Discord as positive. They are lifting people up. And that we're not making people feel stupid or dumb because uh, when I because I work a lot with executives, I work IT support for a fintech company and I work with executives. And I always tell people, don't make the customer feel stupid because they may be better at something that, that you don't know how to do. So, you know, everyone knows their own thing. Everyone has all their strengths and weaknesses. Right. Also, part of customer service or part of dealing with people is having good soft skills. So don't make anyone feel dumb. Don't make anyone feel stupid because we all learn our own way. Right. So. Me, I just, I just, the way I train people, I, I keep you accountable. I email you, I reach out to you. Now it's entirely up to you if you want to do any work. If you don't want to do anything, then uh, that's, that's, you know, I could teach you how to fish, but if you don't want to learn how to fish, that's up to you. Whatever, I can't do anything. I can't force you to, to do stuff that I want to teach you. So that's yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And, and so before, yeah, before anybody else goes on, I want to say, Dave, I'm going to drop you to the back for a little bit, makeshift. I'm going to bring on Kevin's mentee joe because Streamyard and restream only let you have so many people on so i'm gonna bring on my 10th person we're gonna bring joe on here who is also getting into cybersecurity. so another mentee that people need to look another one. for joe how's it going man hi can you guys hear me yes we can, can you guys hear me well hi yep. good evening everyone i'm a joe also known as mr meowbot from discord so i'm very excited to be here that's awesome. And, it, and it's good to have you here and it brings someone new into this. So, Joe, you know, as we're getting into this, we've had, you know, Dr. Reggae and Liana and Krista and KevTech and Celeste and Sarah and Meryl and, and Mike tell their stories and how they're helping people and, and what they're doing to break into the field if they're not already in. Joe, what is your story as far as cybersecurity and what you're doing now? Uh, my story, it's kind of funny because I got into cybersecurity because I almost got spearfished. I got a link sent to my email saying to go on this Facebook link. But then I saw that URL and it wasn't Facebook. It was something else. 
And then I saw Mr. Robot to show, and that's what got me to cybersecurity more in depth. That's awesome. So, so Sarah here has to leave us. I love Sarah. Thank you for joining us today, Sarah. Before you go, Hi, please Thanks let people know me. why they should look out for you and what you're going to be able to bring to the industry beyond what you already have. Um. Well, creativity. Also, how many um, female penetration testers are there? Social engineering, all that fun stuff. Like, I'm I'm really happy to go and do that, and I have an advantage over many of my many, 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 many male colleagues who maybe can't get in the door in a facility the way that I can, or, you know, other, other such things. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You're to not wrong. You. No, I know. Wrong. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think also, I mean, in general, diversity is amazing. Having uh, different brains uh, gives you different perspectives and also other ways that other people might think other ways, other attackers might think, um, you know, it just gives you better perspective. So, um, being neurodivergent, being a woman, um, both, both things that make me more diverse. And, um, you know, I also, am, you know, I'm, I'm smart, I'm on it. I'm, I'm pretty, um, you know, I'm adaptable and you'll, you'll hear of me. You'll, you'll keep hearing of me. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Sarah. That's awesome. Damn, I love that confidence. Oh, thanks. Right? (laughs) Took a while. (laughs) (laughs) But you're here and you're showing out, and I love it. Thank you for joining us today. I know you got to go, but but seriously, thank you for joining us. And and I hope to hear more from you and see more from you in the future. You will. (laughs) Bye, guys. It was nice to meet everyone. (laughs) So we, we, we. now we bring makeshift back in because now I'm actually at 10. It's been rough kind of like rotating this. You got you got a war brother like man. Up for a while. <laughs> but no, Joe. So with your journey you're trying to get into cybersecurity or you're in cybersecurity. So tell us exactly where you're at at this point. I actually have a job in IT help desk at a private high school. So I'm currently studying for my CCNA and then for my security plus Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you're yeah. trying to break in. So it's going to be an amazing journey. Um, Leanna actually has a lot of information on that, I'm sure, because she's talking sure. to a lot of people. But I do have some questions here. And, and Joe, I'm hoping you can answer as well as Liana um, on what we're going to be talking about. So the first one that I have here, and I kept a few, but I do want to bring up some of the stuff Liana was talking about. Um do you think mentor choose the protege or does it does is it more the protege choose the protege? Look, Sarn AR, you are killing me, homie. Like fix your English. I know you're from some another country, but damn, dude, I love you. But does the mentor choose the protege or does the protege choose the mentor? Is what I'm assuming he means by this. So Liana, since you wanted to talk on this. What is what is your take? And then we'll let Joe go. I think this is a very valuable question. I, I figured out what he was trying to say. I'd appreciate a little bit more text next time. But, you know, it's a very slippery slope when you as a mentor see talent. And it's a very slippery slope when you are a talented person and you want to reach out to someone that you admire. 
You know, there's a whole background where people tell you to never date or never meet your heroes. But I honestly think that it's a more organic route that you can take when you are a mentor trying to seek a mentee, especially when you can actually sit down and explain to that mentor why you're considering reaching out to them and seeing what type of relationship that you can have. Because at the end of the day, we hear all about mentorship, y'all. But the best type of mentorship is when it's a two way street. I learned things from Dr. Reggae. Dr. Reggae learns things from me. That is the ultimate bond that you can have in a mentorship relationship. Not just, well, I know all of these things and I'm teaching, you know, the new generation. No, let's put a break on that because honestly and truly, there's so many people that are part of the new generation now that actually are teaching our OGs. You know, the OGs can take a moment and learn from the new folks to come in and they can help identify the issues and the fissures and the cracks and saying, you know, what are the problems that we have? You know, a lot of people know that I'm disabled, but what about the other disabled people? You know, Dr. Reggie and I talk about that a lot. You know, what is the community doing to help disabled people? What is the community doing to help marginally and historically excluded people? So to go back to the fourth of the question, it's really the mentor. I tell the mentees to the mentors, if you see someone that's worth your time, if you see someone that you admire, don't just shoot, a, don't just shoot your shot and sit around and say, well, I want you to be my mentor. Because that's time, effort, and energy that that person could be taking to dedicate to someone else. If you're going to come correct, come correct. Because mentors have their own things that they have to do. And there's a difference between having a mentor and a coach. You pay for a coach. What you wish for is to have a relationship with, between a mentor and a mentee be where everyone can teach each other. It's not always that way. And you have to know what you're looking for. So you need to prepare ahead of time. I'll spin it to anybody else in regard to <laughs> Liana, before I give it to Joe, because he's new here, I just want to say, from everything you've brought to me, I had no clue you were disabled. So the fact that you carry yourself in such a way that is not only professional, but is is articulate and things of that nature, look, no one ever needs to know that you're disabled. They don't. They never need to know. That whole disabled conversation on applications and everything else could go out the fucking window because you give so much more to the industry than people will ever realize. So please take that as a benefit and a compliment to yourself. I do. Because had you not said it, I never knew. Listen. Never, never would have known. The way I see it is such as, you know, I know that there are other people in the community that might be disabled that might never turn around and share their story. I have no problem saying that. I don't let it stop me. Listen, I beat paralysis three times, baby. I can do anything. And if I can go forward in cyber, let's get it, get it. Because we got how many people in the back that are still trying to break their way in? Let's focus on what these people are trying to pay attention to. These people need mentorship, y'all. They don't need us sitting up here bringing down the door. They really want to hear what we have to say. So if people are sitting out asking questions, listen, I'm looking at a question right here. Somebody's saying that. So now my mentors are considered informal mentors. To get a former mentor, I need to find those that I want to consider, contact them and arrange for a meeting to, si to decide if we're good for each other. I'm going to just pump the brakes on that real quick, Michael, because I know that you're still here and you've been waiting for this question. Look. It all depends on what type of relationship you want to have with your mentor. Do you just want it to be 100% professional? Because the best mentors I've had are people that have been friends. Okay. If you're going to have a mentor that's going to guide you down this journey, remember, you're going in cyber. Cyber changes every single day. You want someone that's going to be your friend. And a friend, okay, look at my eyeballs. 
a friend is going to tell you when you shouldn't do something and a friend is going to tell you what you really don't want to hear. So don't worry about, oh, well, this person has this credential and this and this. Do you want to be friends with that person for the next five years of your life? Food for thought, baby. Food for thought. Definitely. Joe, Joe, give your take, brother. Brother, you're, you're new here, so you got to give your take. Yeah. You know, I think before the Internet, the mentors chose their mentees, but not with the Internet. The mentees chose their mentors. That's what happened with me with KevTech. So I watch his videos, join his Discord group, and now I'm here. That's, that's awesome. So, like, KevTech, re- I reached out to KevTech because he had been on before. I wanted someone that I knew mentored others. And he said, you were into cybersecurity, which is yes. something that, look, I'll be honest. I'm in his Discord. I've got 13 people that want my notifications of his, you know, 10 million people that he has in his discord and everywhere else. So, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, all right, cool. So what, what brings you, what brought you to KevTech? Back in the 2020, when quarantine happened, I got laid off of my, of my um, job at Disney as a restaurant worker. And I decided it was time to change careers, you know, so for something more stable. So I decided to first start with help desk role and then work my way up because I, I originally was going to um, college for computer science but then I dropped out but I know I wanted to do something with uh, technology yeah I believe it yeah. I believe it so we got I mean so many questions here man people's names ain't gonna be shown for a while so in response to Liana's I'm gonna let Chris to handle this one. So now my mentors are considered informal mentors. To get a formal mentor, I find those I want to consider, contact them, and arrange for a meeting to decide if we are good for each other. Krista, chime in on this one. I Hold on. Let me try to – I'm working this question out in my head here. To get a formal mentor, I find those I want to consider, contact them. Is that the question to find? So basically, basically the difference between informal and formal. And me and Meryl have had this discussion because Meryl reached out to me and was like, do you have any mentees? Mm -hmm. And and me personally, I don't have anyone formally that I consider a mentee. I have Mm -hmm. people that reach out on occasion, like makeshift that did it years ago. Well, what we're looking at a year or two now that, Mm -hmm. that had reached out and me and him had talked a little bit. But nobody that I schedule meetings with and actually have these one-on-one conversations with, more so they reach out on occasion like, hey, can you help me out or what advice can you give? Versus the the formal side of things of, hey, let's meet once a month. Let's mm-hmm. let's meet and, and talk about your direction, where you're going to go. So I get where Michael's coming from, and I understand his standpoint, but what's your take on it? Yeah, I would say at least like from my own experience, I just reached out, you know, for someone who had similar drive as me that I felt understood where I was coming from and then just said, you know, how do I get there? How do I form this communication, this bond with somebody that says like, I need your guidance just as much as you can help give back to the community where you came from as well. You know, we're all building upon these blocks with one another. Um, So that was really my experience with it and setting up, like you said, that one-on-one time. So it's not just more of these informal, casual conversations like, oh, maybe you should do this with your profile or 
maybe you ought to try this route. It's more of like getting in-depth conversations with somebody on a continual basis. Yeah, definitely. So we, did I, who did I lose? My screen just changed. I lost somebody. I don't know who I lost. One, two, three. My screen just changed out of the clear blue. I don't know. Raise your hand if you're not here. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, You're funny, Meryl. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's, 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 it's one of those things. It just changed. And I was like, what the fuck? But anyways, (laughs) I like this screen. So we're going to go with it. So, so you say that and I love it. Makeshift. What do you got? No, I was, I was going to say, you know, when, when you're deciding a mentor, you know, two, two things, at least when I, because I had asked year, you know, probably, yeah, like the better part of a year, year and a half, two years ago, I had asked Philip Wiley to be my mentor because I knew he was somebody in the industry. And at the time I was like, again, like a lot of people heavy into wanting to do the red team hacking, you know, and everything. He was, you know, at the time for me, the pinnacle person of, you know, reaching out to him and everything. But when you're doing that, something to be mindful of is making sure that like you're mindful of their time, you know, don't, don't try to like take the reins or whatever and be like, Oh, can we meet at this time? This time it's like, no, no. Like when I reached out to him, I was like, I would really, really appreciate it if you could be my mentor on a time frame that works best for you. Like if, if it works for you, I will make it work for me because I'm the one seeking the help, but it's on your time frame, Right. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. Yeah. As someone who has done a lot of mentoring, like at first when I got in and like now that I'm at the midpoint in my career, um, I will just say that like, I have a lot of informal mentees, people who just pop in occasionally ask me a question or need like a nugget. And then they disappear and they go and do the things. And then they come back like a month later and have like a question. And that's cool. Like I can do lots of those because it's just pop in here and there, provide an answer, give a Google link and, and off they go. Um, I was the kind of self-starter that like, like makeshift, I targeted a big gun. I was like, Keith Adams, I'm going to ask you my stupid questions. <laughs> but I knew he was a Beyonce and I'm like, this guy does not have a lot of time. So if he reads this DM, I'm going to make sure I get the most out of this five minutes of his time. And I asked him very targeted questions. He sent me three Google links. I was like, thanks, that's it. I'm out of your way. Bye. I'm gone. Okay. And like, I am such a self-starter that that was enough. Some people need more. Um, When I hopped on with every single person that I'm formally mentoring now, and I do make that distinction because it's a heavier handholding. It is a thing where we talked and I was like, yeah, I do see where you need help. I think I can help you. My strategy doesn't work for everybody, but like, I think I can help you get there if you want to do it this way. But if this way doesn't work for you, you need someone else. Or, uh, you know, you just got to go find someone else to help you. But like, I am the one who said, do you want to meet weekly? Do you want to meet biweekly? How much help do you need? How can I serve you? How much do you need from me? And we kind of came to that arrangement, but they did have to sit down with me on a one-to-one call. That one-to-one call is the difference. Like Mm -hmm. Krista K, like I said, came off uh, Instagram and she kind of just wanted some advice like on her resume and stuff like that. And I was like, girl, I think we could develop you a strategy and really get you there in like three to six months. What do you say? Let's just do it. Let's just do the work right now. And she was like, okay, bomb, let's do it. So it's, it's going to be up to you, but yeah, if you want a formal mentor, like I said, it's, it's a social contract. It's a lot of my time. I put a lot of time into my mentees. I expect them to do a lot of work. They have due outs every week. They have things they're supposed to do by the next week. And I use that as a barometer too. I'm like, do you actually do the things I tell you to do? Mm -hmm. Or am I designing a strategy you're not even going to fulfill? 
And, you know, I like people who do the work. I like people who match my energy. So that's something my mentees and I have in common. And if you want a formal mentee, you need to do that, that exploratory work with each other or you won't make it like, uh, like Liana said. So, so I just want to chime in, just put up Meryl. When I first started down this path, I reached out to Tim Medin or Medin. He said to go follow you on LinkedIn. So just so you're aware, Meryl, you have a lot of reach. I do. Like, well, a lot of my mentees came to me because they follow me on LinkedIn and they're like, do you have time to help me? Will you help me? I'm like, sure, I have time. Let's do it. Or I'll be honest and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm really inundated right now. But if you ever have a question, I'm happy to like give you that next piece and then like come back with the next question. I just got to be honest with my time or I'm underserving. Like I don't want to promise something I can't deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do have another question here from Infinite Improbability AI, which is Sarn AR. I don't know why he changed his name, but homie did. He's a buddy of mine from the army. I want to start out, start out with Dr. Reggae. Because she is amazing, and I love her. And what is something you liked from your employer? What is something you would change when you become a mentor? So being that you're a mentor now, Dr. Reggae, what is something you have changed to kind of go through and and do what you've done? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, the biggest thing is it's been very lonely, Right. It's um, an academia in and of itself is uh, is a very interesting field. Uh, and within that, you don't see a lot of scholars of color. Right. Um, so so it's been very lonely. It's been very challenging. Um, I've had I've had to hear a lot of things, nonsense, like, oh, the reason why you got this grant was because you were a woman of color. Right. Like flat out to my face, things like that have been said. Right. Well, so so I, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to go through this alone. I know what it's like to not know who to trust. Like, do you have someone that you can actually talk to that's really going to understand you? Right. And so um, I don't want other younger folks, especially women, right, especially underrepresented communities, right, women from these communities to feel um, that because they're going to look, they're going to experience these things no matter what. Right. So if I can have the battle for me for mentoring someone is just listening and really just giving them their space and time and respecting that, right? So rather than just me talking about, well, this is how I mentor, I'm like, you tell me what you need and I'm going to see if I even have the skill sets or the bandwidth or the expertise to come help you. And if I don't, this is what a good mentor is going to do. If I don't, I'm going to find somebody who does, right? Because it's not like, Folk like Leanna is one person that I'm trying to help out. I'm not even in the technical space, but I'm here just to listen. Yeah, I was on the train yesterday heading home. I called her. I'm like, yo, you ready for tomorrow? She's like, yeah, let's do this. You know, I, so it's, I, wasn't I can just pick up the phone. Yo, she's been all about it. Hold up. I will say this, Dr. Reggae, before anybody else, Leanna was the first one to respond to my email and be like, yo, let's do this. Let's go, baby. Listen, like, come on, it's the 100th episode. Why would I say that? Before like, responded, she was the first one on it. Like, yo, what do you need? I got you, homie. Always. And and so I will will say that it is that that I look for. So for me personally, when I look at who I'm going to talk to, who I'm going to interact with, 
Yeah. Meryl always struck me as someone that was going to be upfront, honest, and and just just going to tell me I'm a piece of shit if I if I really was. But you know, Leanna came out. I knew nothing about her. I didn't even realize I was following her. Like I had started following her shit for a while on Twitter. And then Dr. Reggae was like, oh, yeah, it's this person. I was like. Trap card activated. <laughs> I got her already. What are you talking about? So so for things like that and the things that KevTech and, and Mike and Celeste and Krista and all these people are doing, it blows my mind. Yeah. Because nobody <laughs> sees or hears you or not enough people. Yeah, and you know, there's two honest. other things, right? There's two other things that I want to really point out, and then I'm going to go back on mute because this is about the mentees, right? Two things. We talked about breaking in to cyber, but I think the other equally important part is staying in cyber, right? How do you stay there? How do you retain people there, right? And there's, yes, there's the formal mentoring, but are there people who understand it, who get it, right? And so if you don't, if that's missing, and you can call it informal. You can call it because all these other demographics are going to come into the into the mix, right? Your race, your gender, your abilities slash disabilities, right? All of these things uh, shape your performance. So if you are not happy and you're not getting the support, you're not going to be productive. And ultimately, that's what is, uh, you know, what you're being evaluated on is your productivity. What people don't know is the nonsense that's going on in the back, like the stress you're experiencing or the toxic culture, whatever it may be. Right. No one talks about that as how do we fix that? So I think those issues about retention and support and I'm not talking about support, like hold someone's hand and I'll teach you how to do this. I'm talking about just being there for someone, human nature, just being there for someone. Yes, you know, yes, we call it mentor-mentee, but I think Katora and Liana are my friends. That and Liana, I couldn't have captured what she said better. So that's all, I'm on mute. <laughs> no, I'll agree. There's times when like, I can't necessarily do something actionable, but if someone texts me in a low moment or they're overwhelmed or we're celebrating a high, even if it's a small win, like whatever we're celebrating or whatever we're going through, I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm there for you. Even if I can't do something like I, I wish I could, I wish I could fix it and take it away. But like, you just got to be there as people it's we're mentor and mentoring is a people thing more than it is a tech thing. Amen to that. Yeah, I've called Meryl crying already. <laughs> I just got to put it out there. It's really happened. And, you know, I felt stupid afterwards. And she's like, no, I mean, that's like what this is. So it just and I think it it strengthened our our relationship. Um, and it just it humanized things even more, it made me feel more comfortable going to her and just, you know, with a lot more stuff, you know, so yeah. But Leanna's right. If we couldn't stand each other, this would not work. You have to know the right kind of person. And if you are someone that's chaotic like me, you got to have the right kind of chaos, baby. You got to have the right. right kind of chaos to push you through and the right kind of chaos to say, don't you do it. I love it. That's well stated. Mm -hmm. So I love this. So I, I know Makeshift has a question he wants to ask. But before he does, because I know it's going to get into a long, long, long drawn out talk because I got some amazing people on here. Mike, who hasn't said much as a mentor, 
What advice would you give to anybody watching right now? Uh, just reach out, you know, the biggest, the biggest barrier or obstacle. And I hear this all the time, you know, when people, I, I get messages every day and the first sentence is, man, I've been hesitating for weeks to reach out. And in, in my opinion, that's time wasted. So reach out, don't be afraid. I mean, the cybersecurity community is one of the kindest communities I've ever been involved in. So if you're thinking of reaching out to somebody, whoever it is, like, just do it. Don't, don't, don't hesitate. That, that's probably the biggest thing because every day you go and, and you're thinking about it and debating about it, it's just time lost. Definitely. Yeah, going, going back to the question about do mentors find mentees or do mentees find mentors? We don't know you need help unless you tell us. Exactly. This is true. <laughs> Kev, Kev Tech, I know, okay. I know you and Joe came on a little bit late. Kev mm-hmm. Tech, what you got for me before, before I get to makeshift's question? Uh, so, so for someone that's trying to get a job in IT is a couple of things. One is LinkedIn. Uh, make sure you fix your LinkedIn profile. Um, sometimes it's not what you know, it's who, you know, uh, two is make sure you have a solid resume and it's tech related. Obviously if your resume is not tech related, no one's going to listen to you. Uh, three, make sure you speak up because nobody knows what you need unless you speak up. Um, four, make sure you connect with job recruiters, reach out to hiring managers in a genuine way with genuine connections. So that's why when, that's why LinkedIn has this feature. When you add someone, add a note to it as you explain to them, what can you give them as opposed to asking for a favor? Because when you go on LinkedIn and if you add somebody, they're going to assume you want a favor. So don't just add someone because you feel like it. Build a genuine connection with someone. And then finally, I guess four, five, six, I guess uh, build a home lab. So home labs like project work is very important. Add those skills to your resume. And you could also add it on your feature section on the LinkedIn profile. So then you have like a YouTube channel or a YouTube video or project work. You could add that on your feature section. That'll make you stand out. I've seen people get jobs like that in, in UK, uh, Australia, and a few other places. And um, last but not least, join social media. Join Discord. Join social events. Reach out to people. Just go around and reach out to people because nobody knows what you need unless you say something. That's just how it is. You got to say something. Please speak up. That's just how it is. So that's my advice. That's my two cents. Definitely. I love it, Kev. I love it. Meryl, you came off mute before I could get to make this question, so go ahead. I'm just going to riff on the first thing he said and when he said it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I know Mike will support me. Build a personal brand. Build a professional brand on LinkedIn because it's not who you know anymore. It's what do people know about you? What is it that people are saying in rooms where you're not present? That's the most powerful thing that you have. Like like uh, Jessica Bishop said, like, she had a completely different conversation with someone who said, oh, if this is your interest or this is your need, go follow this person. They give relevant advice. That is the power of a brand. It will serve you in exponentially beneficial ways. That's it. That's all I have. And I'll back that up real quick on what she said. Um, I, I mean, I have uh, companies reach out to me all the time and say, hey, do you know a person that's entry level or mid level or, you know, pen tester or what have you? And, you know, just by someone asking me that I can rattle off five entry-level pen testers that are trying to get into the field or five seniors. And the only reason is not because I have resumes in front of me, but they show up on my content every day. They're contributing to the community. They're like a billboard that you drive by every day on your way to work. Like I know their face. I know their profile picture. Like I know that they are active in hunting, hunting for a job. And if they weren't active, you know, I, I wouldn't know about them. So. Yeah. Like I didn't know Will Broom was your mentee, but I can't count the number of his posts that I've bookmarked in the last two weeks. Like his yeah. shit is yeah. everywhere. I'm like, this is, this is cool. <laughs> he, this, he, I don't have time he to learned do it this. from Mike. Awesome. 
And he learned he, it from Mike. He had about, I think, 100, 150 followers when I met him, like, I don't know, three, four months ago. Like, it just, and the, the other one that I mentioned to watch for, um, about 85, 90 days ago, I mentored Morgan Hamlin, if you've seen her out there. Like, she's Amazing. got, I think she just, she just blew away 20,000 followers. She had 160 the day that we talked. Like, she's on fire. It's, it's amazing. So, so makeshift, you've got a question. Let's ask it. So this is for the mentees putting their mentors slightly on the spot. Um, as we all know, burnout is a huge thing that happens in the industry. How are your mentors helping you avoid that? Because being a mentee, there's a ton of information that like you're trying to learn, you know, to, to try to get this job and make yourself, you know, as valuable as you possibly can. So how are they helping you to not only make sure you're learning that stuff, but also avoid burning out in the meantime. And you have 10 minutes go. <laughs> Look, this is my show. I'll go as long as I fucking want. Let's get this question answered. Cause it's important. So I would say go at your own pace. Don't try to race everybody. It's, it's up to you how you process the content. Yeah, I guess I like from it. my perspective with, with Meryl as my mentor, um, it wasn't so much burnout per se. It was more of like disappointment of where I am professionally in my career. And then her just kind of being my own hype person being like, no, like you've got, totally. you've got these skills. It's just, you're in the wrong position and that's why you feel this way or why I feel this way. Honestly, for me, between myself and Dr. Reggae, the biggest thing I can say is that my mentor reminds me to be human, you know, and we remind each other to be human. It's more than just, we're going to talk about the news. There's times where I will just reach out and be like, are you okay? You know, you've been on my mind, you know, are you resting? Because it's easy to get burnt out in cyber, but when you realize that you have that relationship where you're just checking in as a human and just knowing that someone understands you as just a human and knowing that they care, that in itself, that helps everyone on each side because it's not just a mentee's job to, pre- you know, to prevent burnout. And it's not just a mentor's side. Uh, it's not just a mentor that needs to prevent burnout. Burnout is a overall thing for everyone. And when we can sit down and remember that we're human throughout it all, you know, that's where we really, that's where we, that's where we love love. Liana, you're a human? Yeah, I know. I'm surprised I'm human. I know. I'm surprised too. But there's times where I just pick up the phone and call Dr. Ege and be like, hey, you know, I'm just checking on you. And, you know, I might have something ridiculous to say or something to make her laugh, but that's the thing. We're all human. Yes, we're working on computers, but we got to remember we're human, baby. Burnout is real. Our job is to help each other prevent the burnout so that we can go out there and do high impact and high value and we can crush it. That's what it's You're all talking about. about. Hit training and cybersecurity. I like it. Oh, I like yeah. It. Meryl, oh, yeah. I like that. Meryl, Meryl's the fitness guru here. <laughs> yeah. I would also like to say that you should not compare yourself to others because you're writing your own story, you know? So don't compare yourself to others. Just do your own thing. That is something I tell them. Don't let others determine your rate of success. Just because it took me three months and someone else three years, you'll do it at whatever pace is yours. 
and none of them are wrong. So I'm going to work my way around. We got to get to Chris next, but I will say this. I believe I put out a post, I don't know, today, yesterday, every day this week. Maybe my podcast, maybe not. And I will grab another beer because I'm out. But you <laughs> never, never compare yourself to somebody else. You compare your today to your yesterday, to your last week, to your last month. You want to avoid imposter syndrome. You want to avoid <laughs> that is what you do. You compare you to you, never to somebody else. Never. Krista, because Meryl's yelling and how to put herself on mute. Krista, take it. Okay. What am I what am I taking? I missed it because I was looking at Meryl screaming into the abyss. How is your mentor helping you combat burnout? She screams at me. No, no, she doesn't scream at me. Um, uh, Yeah, I think just like what she was saying, like everyone goes at their own pace. And just because I'm in a certain cycle right now, that's not how it always is going to be. And and she is relatable in the way that's like, yeah, like I've been there. I know other people that have been there. And it's just a factor of like where you're at in this moment. It's not a, a lifetime. It's not a week long. It's not a month long. It's not a year long. It's all gradual and works in different cycles, more or less. And it's just, like I said, like she's just a hype person and it really motivates me to want to do more. And I take like her assignments that she gives me and I like really proactively, you know, research them and I work on them daily. And that's just, that's that type of burnout that has really helped facilitate, you know, sort of the growth that I'm having with my LinkedIn and marketing myself. So like I said, it's not necessarily a burnout where I'm like, I don't want to work anymore. It's a burnout of the job hunt market. It's a burnout of feeling like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm at a snail's pace. So, so Krista, before we move on, because we got Celeste right above us, and then I, I do want to hit Kev Tech because he came in late and Dr. Reggae for the same topic. But you are currently looking for work. Am I right or wrong? Right. So, so. With that being the case, with the burnout and with everything else that, that can come at you, what is it that you are trying to look for in the workforce right now? Where are you trying to get to? Um, I don't know how many people relate to this, but I guess I'm just looking for a position in which I feel valued in the GRC space where people understand what a GRC analyst is or a compliance manager or a privacy manager, or privacy program manager, things to that degree to where you need help with that infrastructure and understanding this is our company. This is what we facilitate. What legislation do we have to follow? Do we have regional legislation outside of U.S. markets? Things like to that extent and that degree that people or companies maybe don't put too much forethought into or like privacy by design. They don't take into account like, account the whole compliance factor. I love that. And and so I will say this between Merrill and everybody here, whether it be makeshift me, look up Eric Bellardo, um, Leanna, Dr. Reggae, look everybody up. I know that I will be able to find you or somebody here or in chat will be able to find you that position. Thank you. You just need to connect. <laughs> Connect because everybody me. hates GRC and she loves it. And I'm like, you're it. gold. I like GRC. Gold. Wait, hold the phone. I like GRC. <laughs> okay, most people, I like it too. I like it too, but most people hate it. And she's stellar at it. She's a walking 
She's walking cybersecurity corporate secretary cyber program documentation. Who All those words. Hired? Yeah, exactly. That's what we're going to do. So, Come on. But Krista, <laughs> as soon as my company opens up another GRC role, I will send it to you because that's what we do. I'm here Dr. for it. Dr. Reggae, because you're next in the rotation of what I got on my screen. They Makeshift, can you please reiterate your question to Dr. Reggae because I've been drinking a little bit and I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> no, so it was just, you know, like, how are the mentors helping the mentees, you know, avoid burnout, whether that's, you know, in, in, in searching for a job or if that's, you know, trying to understand all the information that, you know, being somebody that's starting off in the industry and trying to get their foot in is trying to understand. I mean, I zelled Celeste and told her to get a drink. Listen, alcohol helps a lot. That is of true. Get that is a lot true. of hard times. Okay. Well, I love you all. You're all amazing. Uh, yeah, like yeah, I, I think Leanna's answer is really what I'm going to echo, right? Because um, I view this a couple of like you know just just again humanizing the experience. I think is important. Um, Connecting on a regular basis is important. Talking about anything but cyber sometimes is important, right? Like food, eyeballs, right? <laughs> right? But see, like she makes me laugh. Sometimes I'll call her, I'm like, I'm have I call her and I'm like, I'm having a bad day. How about you? You know, and we just talk it out. Like, I don't feel like she's my quote mentee, right? Like, I don't even like that combination of words. I don't. This is someone I click with who has a similar vision as I do. She wants to make the world a better place. She wants to help her community. She is yes. excited about education, right? So, so we we connect. We have that She's same best. vibe. We're both Scorpios. What? Yes. <laughs> but you know, and and the most I think the most thing that a mentor can do is give unconditionally, without judgment. And without having yes. any expectations of getting anything back. I, because the mentor should never have to get anything back other that, than. That is what you're getting back. That is needed. your return and investment. You are investing in the next generation. And you know, when she, I don't know if you saw my comment, right? But she was talking, I just had this giant grin on my face. I'm like, that's it. End of show. I don't even need to be here. She, you know, she makes me proud. And, and that's the thing. We're are each other's cheerleaders. When you are in it to win it with your mentor, when I look at Dr. Reggae, I know that's my road dog, okay? We are down the ride. Listen, I don't know about y'all, but if you do not have that relationship with your mentor, get you a brand new mentor. Your mentor yes. should be your yes. road dog that's down to ride. Come on, man. That's all. That's what it's all about. It's that mutual relationship. It's more than just cyber. Cyber is going to burn you out if you let it. What happens when you put cyber down? What do you do? What do you say? Who do you go to when you don't want a cyber? Who do you pick up the phone and call? Because I call Dr. Reggae, man. Listen. I no, we'll get on call. We'll get on call. And Crystal will be like, how's your day? And I'm like, I literally just left a meeting with an engineer and I'm going to cry, but it's fine. And like, I'll tell them like, I'm having a shitty day today. Like it happens sometimes. Like my life is not all sunshine and rainbows out here. 
Lies. But hey, look, let's let's hit Celeste because we are coming. Well, we're really close to the top. I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. Whatever. We'll keep going. Celeste, let's go. How does Meryl help you combat burnout? Yeah, she she just, you know, is there for me and she's very supportive. It doesn't matter like where I'm at and things, if I'm a hot mess or if I'm semi together which is more rare, but you know, she just is like there for me. She has great ideas, pop, pop, pop. And again, I get stuck and I don't really know how to move forward at certain points. And she's just like, why don't you try this? Go look over here, go look this up and we'll talk. You know, it's just, so that kind of like accountability that I have to her and the support um, is just, you know, exactly what I need right now. It's perfect. I love it. Definitely. And so, because I got a lot, look, I did a talk on burnout and resiliency, so I got a lot to say on the matter, but KevTech, again, you've been amazing. You've helped with so many people. I see it all the time on LinkedIn, but I know how much IT, how much cybersecurity can burn people out when you're doing labs and you're studying and you're trying to get a job. What have you done to, to help your mentees, help those in your Discord server, help those all around you avoid burnout so with me i'm like i'm like the david goggins of it so literally i will hit you up and see how you're doing that's just how i am um the second thing is um with joe you could ask joe directly actually i have joe right here on the bottom over here i guess you can ask him like i literally sit with him like i'm like do you know do you not understand how this works like no i don't understand how that works so i will literally sit with you and explain it in a non-tech way until you understand what we're doing together. That's just how I am because I expect you to understand how it works, understand how to know what you're doing. And that's how I am because I, I, you know, Derek, you know, I come from a restaurant background. I have 10 years of restaurant experience and I didn't come from IT. I come from a non-tech environment. So I totally understand that you're going to get burned out. Everyone gets burned out. So that's one thing. The other thing is I, I taught, I teach Joe and Joe could back me up on this too, is the, um, when you're first, when you're brand new to IT, it doesn't matter if it's cybersecurity, just any job in IT, you have to learn how to embrace rejection because when you're brand new to IT, nobody wants to hire you because you have no experience, which is why I created my Discord, which is why I have LinkedIn, which is why I'm posting all these things for hiring managers because it drives me crazy with the job requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I teach Joe is just embrace rejection. At, the, at, at some point, someone's going to give you a chance and someone's going to open the door for you. And then the other thing is with me and him, I, I always check up on him. I check up on all my interns. I had in, I ran an internship that was free, non-pay. Um, I check up on all my interns, make sure that they're okay because I care about them because I'm a people person. Like I'm the, I'm one person you know me because I worked in a restaurant. I love working with people. That's just how I am. So to answer your question. I get I, I get that because I worked in retail for years. I, I've worked Black Fridays and, and many, <laughs> many, many of the different areas in, in technical retail so i get it yeah, so, yeah looking it's for been amazing. look i just want to say we made it two hours two fucking hours <laughs> this is the 100th episode of security happy hour 100 for a lot of you that for for a lot of you that don't know david makeshift here was in my initial first year meryl has been on twice KevTech now has been on twice. Dr. Reggae was on Eric Bellardo's Cyber and now on here. We have Celeste, Krista, Joe, Leanna that are all here that are making a name for themselves. 
for those that don't realize, and Makeshift said it earlier, he did get his start here. So if you want to make your a name for yourself, if you want to grow, it is all about putting yourself out there. And whether people watch me or not, which I guess some people do because Makeshift made it, um, guess what? You've now made a name for yourself. You're now getting yourself out there. You're getting through that 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 glass ceiling, that brick wall, whatever it is. I love you all. I love everybody that watches, no matter where you're at in your career. You belong here. So before we go, before everything is all said and done, I want everybody to go around that is still here. And we're going to start at the bottom of my screen, which is Merrill. And I want you to give your final words, and then we'll just go around the screen. Yeah, my final advice is just going to be to do some of the pre-work first, really help us help you. Okay. Like, like he's like, we're all at midpoints in our careers. We've got a lot of stuff going on. We pioneer new projects, take on collabs. We're constantly doing a lot to give back and we love to take on mentees too, but you have to give us a place to start helping you. We can't figure it out for you and do the work for you, but we are happy to help you. Really the purpose of a mentor is so that you leverage our experience to do it better, quicker, faster than we did and benefit from our lessons learned so you don't have to tread the same exact path that's what we're here for but we can't do the work for you so do some research tell us what you want and we will help you get there if we can and if not we'll we'll help you find someone who will you're you're leveraging everyone we know when you bring us on to your team like my mentees are benefiting from Derek and they're benefiting from everyone Derek knows like all the people and all the spheres that Derek is integrated with so the networking is the thing that will help you if you help us do it Mm -hmm. that's it Joe on to you don't give up and be curious. Don't let other people bring you down either. I love it. I love it. Leanna, next. If you're thinking about looking for a mentor as a mentee, do not be afraid to go outside the box of who you think that mentor might look like. Because I assure you, you learn more from each other when you come from two different backgrounds and you make a greater impact when you come from two different two different backgrounds. Hands down. People want to mentor you. I don't care who you think you are. There's someone out there that wants to mentor you. Do the work and the rest will follow. I promise you we're one year strong and we're going to be rocking to the wheels go off. Come on now. Let's go. Krista, on to you, girl. Yeah, honestly, just to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, it's a two way street with this mentorship. And if you ever have any curiosity, like, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't hesitate to send that first DM to a podcast Instagram. You know, it's a tremendous impact on my life just in the last couple of weeks that I've been meeting with Meryl. So if you have that curiosity, definitely put forth the effort and, you know, make sure you have some sort of direction that you're wanting to go down to. So you have that communicative skill already. Definitely. Dr. Reggae. Um, It's okay not to know. Uh, It's you're always going to be in that situation where there's always going to be something that you don't know. Uh, Your mentor is also not going to know everything. Right. And this is a field, as is the case with most fields, things change. Okay, so no one's ever going to be an expert in anything at any given time. All right. And, uh, you know, we pride ourselves at least in academia and having a PhD. But guess what? We're an expert in this at that given time. Okay, and that moment has passed. So, you know, so so it's okay not to know. 
It's okay to learn together, to make mistakes and get up and keep going, right? And share a vision and find, you know, like I said, find people that you gel with in more than one way. So uh, I'm going to echo what Leanna said. Look, I will say I hate the term expert in cybersecurity. Unless you're going to say you're an expert in API hacking, like, let's be honest, hate it. Alyssa Knight really, truly is. She is amazing. But unless you're going to say you're an expert in some subset of cybersecurity and of red teaming and pen testing and hacking or blue teaming and sim, that term expert goes out the fucking window the moment you say you're an expert in cybersecurity. But you can be a professional who has expertise. Exactly. You can be a professional with an expertise in a certain subsection but you were never an expert in cybersecurity as a whole. It is way too broad. It is 10 miles wide. And one inch deep. Several inches deep. It ain't even an inch deep. But what you are is a cyber professional. You are a cyber professional. You're someone with a qualified, educated opinion who knows what they're talking about, who is continuously professionally developing themselves, and that is the definition of a professional. So you are a cyber professional. Mm -hmm. Professional, I will always agree with. Expert, unless you narrow it down to a, a, a subsection, I will never agree with. Celeste, give us your final words. Yeah, um, I just, I've been having such a great experience with Merrill. Um, so far, I'm super jazzed. Like, I I guess I got to say before I hooked up with Merrill, I was pretty skeptical of the mentor thing. Like, because I, I had asked a few people and some things were a little funky. And I just never really found the right fit, I think. And so I just want to say, I guess, don't be afraid to ask people. Don't be afraid to engage with people that you're, you're interested in and just, you know, um, lose the fear and reach out to people and until you find what you need, don't be afraid to ask for it. I agree. Kev tech. I I know I brought you on late at home and you probably got a lot of shit to say. I do have a lot to say, but I, Mm -hmm. I, 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 I blame you. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. As, Go with as, it, brother. What you got? As as someone that that um as someone that comes. So if you guys don't know, I come from a non tech background. Like I had no experience. I come from a restaurant background. I transferred over to IT. Um, as I always say, anyone that has soft, anyone that worked in retail, restaurant, fast food, you already have skills because you have soft skills. You could transfer that over to IT. It doesn't matter what anyone tells you. That's one thing. When I first started IT, people told me that I was stupid and dumb. They told me you can't get a job in IT, and I proved them wrong. So I'm a perfect example of someone that had no experience and got into IT. So um, don't be afraid to get out there. Don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There are people out there that will help you if you ask for help. And just just do your homework, do your due diligence, because a lot of people don't like to mentor someone if they don't do their homework. So just make sure you do your homework. Make sure you do your research. Reach out to people. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. And like what I, what everyone else had said here earlier, and my, my quote is, when someone asks me, what do you know about IT? I know nothing about IT because I'm always learning every day. That's my quote for, for that. So that's another thing that's very important. And the last thing for me, what I'm going to say is what I said earlier. Uh, earlier, make sure you embra- uh, in, embrace rejection because rejection is very important when you're brand new to IT because a lot of people get they get scared to learn IT. They get demotivated. Like, man, am I am I not meant for this? Am I not meant for this IT job? So make sure that you know. Obviously, you 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 stay motivated. Don't give up, and just 
put yourself out there. And that's it. I saw, I, I see. Oh my God. Someone did it. All right. With that, I'm out. I got to go. It was so wonderful. Thank you so much. Happy Girl, 100 episodes, you. Derek. I love you. Love you, you know, all. But yeah, I, I could be here. I could be here all day, uh, Derek. You know that. You you know that. Like I'm like I, I like to motivate people. I I could be here all day. I'm a perfect example of someone that came from nothing in IT, and I don't have a degree or anything. I just have one cert. So anyone could get into IT. I'm just throwing that out there. So don't be afraid to reach out to people, and you can learn IT. That's it for me. Yep. Makeshift before we go, because I gotta promote all my shit. So makeshift before we go, let's let, let's let's run with it. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I can say or add to what hasn't already been said. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll use something that has been a, a real big sticking point for me. Um, Thomas Edison, when he was coming up with the light bulb, tried a thousand different times before he finally was successful in generating the light bulb. And it's not that he failed a thousand different times. He found a thousand different ways on how not to make a light bulb. So, if something's not working for you, try something different. It's basically all I got. So, so the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yes. One thing I have learned in this field is that one thing I do know is that I don't know. So, yeah, this is true, and this is something I learn every day. And and in the career field we're all in, in the career field that we have chosen, we have learned that we know nothing. Nothing. As much as we know, we don't know. I I struggle every day to learn cloud security. I struggle every day to learn the cloud because I am very, very stubborn and I'm an asshole. And I know that. And my boss knows that. And my boss's boss and and the co-founders of the company I work for know that. I'm very stubborn in that regard. But I will say this, that security is very broad. Security takes on a lot of facets, whether it's GRC with Krista. And Krista, I give you so much credit. Please do not disregard anything that you do. You do so much good. You give the blue team and the red team the ability to do their job. Without you, we don't exist. None of us in blue or red team exist without GRC. You don't. So before you disregard anything you ever do, realize you are the reason we are here. Dr. Reggae, I want you to realize you are here and I brought you on and I wanted you here because of all the good that you do for the community and all the good that Temple Cares does. You do so much that I don't even think you realize. Eric may have said it. Eric Pilardo, who is my partner in crime and who is normally here with me, may have said it a million times. I'm telling you right now from me, you do amazing things. Thank you for bringing Liana and thank you for bringing Katora on. It is amazing. KevTech, you've done so many amazing things for the community and you keep growing and you keep doing bigger and bigger things. Without you, Joe would not be here. And if anybody is looking for Joe, Please, Joe, send me your connection information. I will send it to whomever you deserve to be in cybersecurity. Celeste, who came here with Merrill, you're doing great things. If you're looking for a position, if you're looking for anything, please let me know. I will pass it along to whoever may need it. 
you are doing great things. Otherwise, this is Cyber Warrior Studios. This is Security Happy Hour. This is me. This is who I am. I always promote the best, the brightest, and the greatest in the industry. And I will continue to do so. If you are looking to support me, please check the description and my YouTube description. I love you all. You are all amazing. And I truly, truly hope you find what you are looking for in this world. Take care. Have a blessed one. And I will see you all next time. 